but I just haven't yet. Haven't been able to. Because, uh, I mean, I've been back at work, so shit's just been ridiculous. No, yeah, no, I got you. I got you. I was trying to beg, borrow, and steal my way into uh, into the forest 2.0 tonight, but I couldn't get in it, so. Oh, I'm not even able to get in it. I'm not whatever the fuck. I'm, I'm, I, even, even though I got all them points, it don't matter. I'm not... I am not uh, worthy. No, you got no. You got to be a super fan, and we're yeah. not even clo- we're not even close to being super fans. So no, no, we are not super. We're not no, super. I, Thanks for well, asking. I'm, there's Thanks a lot of for asking. There's a lot of there's a lot of fun things in this Discord. If like like events, like things to do, not just yeah, like not That's just. What like, I was trying to tell y'all, but y'all were being old men about it. <sighs> okay, <laughs> both of y'all. That's not a shot at you. That's a shot at both of y'all. I don't give a shit. Okay. I'm laughing anyway. As I as I was just got done saying that, I spent the last hour in one of their events where all you did was write for an hour. Oh, that's cool. You, yeah, so that's what I did. I pulled out an old story that I had that I hadn't worked on in years and put it all into Word, like as opposed to a notebook, and then added some more to it. So I don't know. It was pretty rad. But they hey. play games. They play Dead by Daylight, Ricky. Oh, I know. I've been watching them every now and then. Yeah, there's all kinds of shit that happens here. It's kind of, it, I, 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 like I said, at first I thought it was fucking super overwhelming, but now that I've kind of figured it out, does that mean uh, you're gonna? Does that mean you're gonna start appreciating our sections on our Discord? Uh, no, probably Damn. not. Damn. Okay. Hey, David's here, by the way. Oh, I know. I'm I'm, I'm waiting for Grindhouse to shut up so we can say hi to him. What's up, David? How's it going? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> I like how his response was a laugh. I, dude, I'm just fucking with you, Grindhouse. Like, Ricky, do you wake up an asshole or do you got to work up to it as the day goes on? No, I, I, I'm i just in a mood today, bro, and I'm taking it out on everybody, but in fun ways. It's cool. All right. Well, we'll What's up, David? See how that goes. Well, you know, nothing much. Just uh, finally jumping on this here with you guys. Yeah, man. Hell yeah, bud. It's going to be a, a fun wild ride because um yeah, we, are, we are actually waiting for a surprise guest no for you're a, not for a few oh. minutes for Uh-oh. real yeah oh shit oh shit indeed oh shit indeed i don't it's not gonna affect much of what we're doing um but ricky i think ricky it better the, not ricky at the very least is gonna get super excited i think all right well then i'm gonna i'm gonna go take a piss and get a beer before i get surprised so i don't pee myself yeah, so, babe. But she depends on cuz. Oh. <laughs> Grindhouse Grindhouse is um a little bit older than than us. So we we give him shit. That's fair. Yeah. When he gets back, ask him ask him about the civil war. <laughs> yeah, ask him how that went. Um don't ask him what side he fought on, but ask him about it, you know, like, you know. Keep it respectful. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to start hearing all that fucking. Well, back, back in, back in the good old days. <laughs> right, right. This boy, this boy is bit, fucking desk is on fire, bro. Who? Look, look at Grindhouse's desk. That's probably his cigarette, dude. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but still, dude. That is, it, dude, look at all the smoke. Is there a way? Is there a way that we can make a loud noise to alert him? I'm gonna text him, bro. Yeah, call call his ass. Call him, because that ain't cool. If his if no, I mean, bro, I'm just glad. What I'm if recording. one of his 3D printers is on fire? 
shit, that would be. I mean, not amazing because I don't want his shit no, to get fucked no. up, but but it would be something. It would be it would be a first for the show. Yeah. Hey, right. is your is everything okay over there? Why is that? I was we about to it. call you. It looked like your fucking shit was on fire, bro, with all the smoke. Was it just your cigarette? Okay, okay. Dude, <laughs> the way it was billowing, <laughs> the way it was billowing, I was like, "What the fuck?" I hope hey, I'm, hey, Ricky I didn't had know you if back. It ro- I don't know if it rolled on. Me. Dude, I didn't know if it like rolled onto a piece of paper or something and caught on fire. I was like, "Oh no!" I was I like would, about to fucking call you. I would love to say that would be the first time that happened on there. It wouldn't. It would not be the first time. Ricky had you back, and I was like, I'm glad I'm recording this. Yeah. Well, anyway, like I was talking earlier. <laughs> He's going to ignore the, that statement. See the, notebook? <laughs> yeah. see, the, see the notebook? I dredged this shit out tonight, and it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah fuck. Do that yeah. shit. Well, what are you writing? So writing well, on a screenplay, bro. Take, take a wild guess what it's a story about. Zombies. Podcasts. Concerning the zombies and eat each other. <laughs> But it's but it's based here in my home state, so it's got like lots of landmarks and things like that, like shit people would know. And that's fun. Um, yeah. No, I, and I started it like, oh god, probably over ten years ago. You know, but I, I know how you feel. Something about something about it being in a notebook was harder for me to like pick it back up. I don't know why, but now I've got it into I've got it into Word here, and I've started typing, and it was like, like my fingers wouldn't keep up with my brain because mostly because I can't type for shit, but. I know how you feel though, dude. I've got this one story thing that I've been working on for fucking years and years, and I've just I don't know what to do. With I it. have many abandoned writing projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I get you, David. How do you say your middle name? Uh, well, if you're going by like my Facebook thing, that's a nickname. Okay. But yeah, we don't necessarily need to use it. It was more like when I was in college, just because nobody knew. Like, there's too many Davids. So they started calling me Michigan. And that's so, yeah, that's why I put it on there. Because I'd add somebody on Facebook and be like, who the hell is David Garrett? And why is he adding me? And then they start gotcha. looking at the pictures and be like, oh, oh, it's Michigan. That's him. Oh. Can we just call you Detroit? You could. Detroit. I kind of like that. Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this boy. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Look at this boy here. Yo, what up, <laughs> Gang, gang! <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, what brings Can you, you guys here? Hear me all right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I hear you. Yeah, I you made got, a I whole see you. sound studio in my car with sheets. <laughs> I, I was I was gonna say what what boulevard in Iowa are you currently camped on in your tent? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> things things haven't been the same since the uh, fucking accident. Since he fell down in the middle of the street. Oh. <laughs> I, I died a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that was fucked up. Cole, Cole surprised I can't us. Tuna did that to you guys. Oh, he he told he started telling this story like about about the, uh, David. This is um, drunk Darius from the Joe Blow Horror Show, and okay, perfect. He uh, Tuna Boss Tuna pulled off this fucked up joke a few weeks ago where we thought that Double D died for a second. And then I was like, it's April first. That's this motherfucker. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I um, told him like kill me in a way better way. Like it died in a motorcycle accident, but he's like, "Oh, he had an aneurysm and tripped on the sidewalk." <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, dude? That's just oh. like I'm I'm old and I fell down. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I was going to uh, say I bought it for a second, but I remembered that date. I started looking at Tuna like, no, no, you're not going to get me, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I was starting to feel bad. I'm glad you called him out. Oh, bro, because I, I, my heart sank. I, it really did. I was like, no fucking way. Is he doing this on a podcast? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he was all, like, jovial before the podcast started. Yeah, like, oh, 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 oh by the way, <laughs> my friend's dead. No, but um, Double D, this is David from uh, Journey with a Cinephile. So we, we got we got you guys on tonight for this Baskin action. And um, if uh, everyone's good, we're going to go ahead and get rolling. Give me, just give me a few minutes. I got to I gotta send a text real quick. All right. As soon as Rickle Bickle is done with just his keep deal. it, just keep it moving, keep it moving. I'll bring us in in a minute. I'm gonna we got keep Pickle it. Rick, yeah, Pickle Rick, Sackhead Dave, goddamn three six Rick. Grindhouse don't want me to call him GHZ anymore. I thought it was an affectionate nickname, but I guess no, not. It, no, it totally was. But like I said, it sounds like a date rape drug. So I, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Did anyone get to listen back to the full Basket Case episode yet? Oh yeah, not I the have. whole thing yep. yet. No, I have. Yep. I listened to some of it. Yeah, having having been there in person for the whatever it was week and a half that we were recording, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you you definitely trimmed it down into a nice concise. I mean, holy, even with the, everybody talking over each other. Well, uh, mo- it seemed like most of that was gone, but there were some times where I it was obvious, like you couldn't help it because otherwise oh, yeah. it'd just be like a weird like silence, like yeah, there'd be a weird gap of things. Uh, there was one time where everyone was talking a lot, and I just put the sounds of Belial screaming underneath it, like he was in there too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did my be- I did my best, and I think it turned out really well. Um, it, I, it did. I, it was it was fun. It was fun. I like that shit. But uh, yeah, tonight we're not basket cases. We're basking cases. We little basking freaks yeah. tonight. Carol yeah. Baskins. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. I want to wait for I want to wait for Ricky to bring us in, but I I got some things to say about this thing, man. Wowzers! Do I got some things to say? I'm interested too. Because... I have to. I I have. I'm sorry. He has to poop. I do. Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> nausea. Hold on. I'll be right back. This is why. I, this is why I told David that the recordings last usually about three hours. Look, man, That's, that makes sense now. It. It's... Yeah, I gotta pee, but I think I taped myself in here. <laughs> you don't. You don't have a cup. Yeah, but drinks in it. Fuck. All right. I'm. Go, yeah, go, out. yeah, go do what you gotta do. We we got we got time. Well, just just give yourself a fifty fifty. Do half of it now and half of it later. You'll <laughs> okay. recording yeah. a show with ha- with a full bladder. Starting a little bit late is nothing new. Like if we are supposed to start at like seven, I'm already building in that we're not even going to be starting to hit the record button until like eight eight thirty. Welcome to the nightclub. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> but I mean, I've also been with on like with Duncan and a few other shows here and there. Oh, Lord have mercy. That's recording for a long time, I'm sure. It can be, yeah. I did Exploding Heads, um, mm. top 200 of whatever the fuck they were doing. That's the longest recording session I've ever done. It was a little over six and a half hours. Oh, shit. Um, we ca- Hey, dude, we came close with Gloria Lynn Henry. That was we five did. and a half. That was five and a half, yeah. Yeah, that was fucking glorious too. It was like it was glorious, Henry. It totally was glorious. <laughs> it was awesome. I, was, I managed to edit that bitch down to two hours. Jeez, I have no idea how you did that. And I kind of want to see, like, honestly, the director's cut on that one because I bet it would be. I bet it would be fucking phenomenal. I I took out what didn't need to be there, basically. If you're ever bored and got nothing to edit, <laughs> do a direct do a director's cut of that one. The grindhouse cut. 
Call it that. The one, know. the one where y'all flirt for like the whole episode. Yes, that one. Yeah, because that's what that's a lot of that got cut out. A lot of that. <laughs> when she started, when she started chewing on her hair, it was like God. If I was in California, lady. Ooh. None of that was your fault. It's just, it's, it's as Ricky put it one time, the primal masculine energy of the nightclub just draws out the sexiness of all the guests. And you can't help it. You can't help it when you come on here. David, eventually you're going to be shirtless. Uh, <laughs> dr- dr- drunk Darius is going to be pulling out his Belial butt plug. It's, it's going to be fucking dope. Oh, yeah. Yo, dude. Yeah, dude. Wait, wait. How do kids say that nowadays? Ayo. It's bass. That's, well, we always based over here. Well, I am. I don't know. Sorry, I, I, yeah, I don't know how the kids say it because, like, I'm a grown up. So, I, yeah, you gotta I stay hip, man. And I don't mean break your hip. Why? I mean stay hip. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, stay David, did, David, didn't you have a question for Grindhouse? Oh yeah, I was supposed to ask um, how the Civil War was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking assholes. <laughs> That's how you know. How do you survive the Great Depression? Dude? <laughs> <laughs> Well, your mom helped a lot. She was a great motivator. <laughs> um, the funnest part was when your grandma came to town, too. But, you know, we talk about that later. We are the ones who keep hell within us at all times. Yeah, baby. I'm your host, 3-6 Rick, and with me, I am joined by... TMB, Travis Maxwell Boone, your witch doctor of doom. Oh, and I got, I got, oh, I'm sorry, I got Night Owl Pumpkin Ale tonight, guys. So oh. I'm, getting, I'm getting, I'm getting that Halloween shit in. You're in on that, f- you're on that white girl shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm basic. Here also we have with us GHZ, otherwise known as the Date Rapist of Podcast. <laughs> Prime House Sunday. That's a great title. He love leaned it. into it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it too. And here tonight we have two very special guests. Drunk Darius from the <laughs> Joe Blow Horror Show. Don't you know? Don't you know? And we have with us 
that David Garrett Michigan Jr. <laughs> from Journey <laughs> with a Cinephile. Detroit. That All right, old... Travis, you can have it from here. <laughs> Good old Detroit. Yeah. Um, no, awesome, man. Uh, this is a first time. Uh, Drunk Darius has been on the show once before. I think he stopped in at a Dunes or something. But yeah. this is the first official episode and the first right. official episode for uh, Mr. David Garrett Jr. We got and... firsts on top of firsts. Mm-hmm. We're stacking them up. We're stacking them up. And what we do like to do at the nightclub when we have first-time guests on, I've just got a couple questions. What is y'all's history with horror, fellas? We'll, we'll start We'll start with Mr. David, uh, seeing as he's got this long-running podcast at this point. Uh, you're up to 180 episodes, I believe, and closing in on the big 200. I mean, for me, my parents both were horror fans to an extent. Like, my mom would show me more like the classics, like – I'm pretty sure by the young age, he showed me like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and like The Exorcist, where my dad mm-hmm. is a huge zombie fan. So like my sister and I were watching like the Romero trilogy and uh, like Return of the Living Dead and stuff like that. So I got introduced pretty early and was watching, I mean, stuff that probably wasn't even old enough or should be watching and just kind of went through everything like that and then got a bit older and started hitting the old video stores up and stuff from there. Mm-hmm. Double D, how'd you get into horror? So, I'm the youngest of six. My oldest sister was 16 when she dropped out of high school. So, she had a babysit me when I was, like, four. She forced me to watch Children of the Corn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which I loved it until I got older and watched it again. What, you don't still walk behind the rows? No. Bro. Kids are scary, bro. Oh, what oh, the fuck is happening? Doggo is that a good boy girl? or a good girl? <laughs> it's a boy. Oh, that's a good boy. Oh, boy. He's not good, though. That's <laughs> I how understand. He, that's how you know he's a good, good boy. Yeah. <laughs> I tried the peanut butter thing, but he just doesn't go for it. <laughs> <laughs> this is... I'm so happy you're here now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Well, if anybody ever doubted that the nightclub was inclusive, and <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, we, sure. we have as a guest on our show a homeless man who lives in his car who's trying to get his dog to lick peanut butter off his balls. So, Word. you know what? Everyone's I'm, welcome here. Don't forget that he's also a zombie because he died like a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah that's true. Fucking dude. aneurysm. I respect your lifestyle choices, man. I'm like Jesus, dude. That's what's up, bro. <laughs> My favorite zombie movie is Passion of the Christ. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Dude, well, we still got to cover that one day. I know. I know. We will. Don't trust me. We will. One uh, Easter, that motherfucker's coming out, bro. That's going to be a party. That our our first ever Easter special? Yeah. Yeah. Probably uh, our only Easter special, too. <laughs> it's going to be great. And Rickles said, let there be vomit. And behold. Oh, dude, I'm going to get shwasted on the blood of Christ. <laughs> a bunch of wine. Oh, that's what we got to do. We all got to drink oh, wine. Oh, we got to get wine drunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. Okay. White uh, girl shit. David, what's some of your favorite horror movies of all time? Influential or even some newer ones that you just want to you just want to blow for a minute? Uh, I mean, my top one is uh, Day of the Dead. That's my... Fuck yes. Like, it used to be Dawn, but then I, as I kind of got older, I'm more into the whole Day. situation and everything. So yeah. Day kind of has overtaken everything there. Um, I mean, The Exorcist, Rosemary's Baby are two of my, like, favorite ones that 
can't always watch them just because sometimes they're kind of long in the tooth, but every now and then just kind of throw those back on my, uh, probably my top three right there. Rosemary's baby is like comfort. It's like a comfort movie for me. And I know that sounds fucking weird to say, but <laughs> it's, it's the kind of movie I can put on and fall asleep to not because I Rosemary feel about that. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, it, I, but I love it too. And it's, it's probably in my top 10 favorites of all time. I fucking love Rosemary's baby so much. I, I respect it. And that's as far as I go with it. Put I some just, respect on that devil. Baby I put boy. some respect on it, but like, dude, like I am, I am so when, when Rosemary's not getting raped or finding out that her baby's the devil, I am just so bored. <laughs> oh no. And that might be wrong of me to say, but I am just so bored. Anyway, a film we'll on. never cover on the nightclub now. <laughs> you know what happened? What happened? You watched it wrong. I oh. probably did. Yeah, I probably did. You son of a yeah. bitch. Maybe I need to get high. That's it. You need to eat some gummy and fucking go to town. Uh, Double D, what are some of your favorites? I think my all-time favorite is It Follows. Ooh, it's a good one. Nice. It's solid. solid yeah. And I know it's newer, but it's still my favorite. And then Halloween, obviously, all of them. What I like about It Follows is the like the nebulous setting of what time period does this take right. place in. They got new cars, old cars, old phones, uh, little clamshell ebook reader things, and right. It, it's Did so... you guys see Smile? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wasn't that a mix of It Follows and Truth or Dare? I didn't see Truth or Dare, but I definitely got It Follows vibes from. Oh yeah, big It, big It yeah, Follows. Yeah, yeah. Well, the It Follows is kind of honestly, it's kind of almost. I don't want to say obvious, but it's like right there in front of your face. The Truth or Dare part. I hadn't thought about that, but I mean, I didn't I know just like that amazing mommy monster at the end. Uh, all practical uh, effects, by the way. Yep. yep all yeah, yeah. in-person practical. And I didn't know that until recently. Yeah. And I yeah. was like, wow. Yeah, I sent that to you and Jarek because he was saying that it looked like a, a PlayStation 1 graphic. And I was like, ah. You watched it wrong, bitch. Uh, you watched it wrong, bitch, because <laughs> Mommy Monster's the best. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, now I'm going to flip the script. Double D, what got you into podcasting? What made you start doing Joe Blow Horror Show, don't you know? Me and Tuna went to go see a movie together. I going to say, it was, and... probably, it was probably Cole's eager mouth, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he talks a lot. Uh, <laughs> I don't <too>. know. <laughs> I was riding with him. Started talking about scary movies, and we're shooting the shit. The next day, he texted me and said, "I had a dream that we started a podcast." I was like, "Was it a dream or a premonition?" And oh, that's how shit. That's awesome. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. And we need to, we need to, we need to, we need to have more Joe Blow with with Double D. And I'm leaving that shit in so Cole yeah. can hear the motherfucker. God damn it! I'm just gonna start <laughs> sneaking you in. That's all I'm gonna do is just I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot you the link so you can. Yeah, and you could just pre, jump on. Pre, oh, no. He does the editing on it, doesn't he? Yeah, but fuck him. He can't edit you out the whole show. <laughs> well, you could pre-record me and just start playing recordings of me on the show. There you go. <laughs> David, Journey with the Cinephile. Awesome name for a podcast. Um, it definitely lets you know what what you're in for like right away you're you're going on a fucking spiel with someone who knows what they're talking about in cinema and over the years listening to your show uh most recently um i think i listened to you do spoonful of sugar i Mm. think 
how did you get into this? Like, I know you know some of the horror, fi- well, ex-horophilia people yeah. and, and all that, but uh, tell me about that. Um, I actually started doing written reviews like a while ago, and then I started getting into podcasts probably like five or six years ago, and then I just kept listening to them and being like, man, I really kind of want to get into this, and I almost started the show just so that way like I could get stuff out there and get practice, and then hopefully kind of do what I'm doing here where people be like, hey, you want to jump on our show and do this type of stuff, and then like for the podcast itself, it just really kind of made a fun way for me to kind of keep track of everything that I'm watching and also kind of expand into things that I normally wouldn't watch and just kind of making sure that I can be a little bit more well-rounded in everything that I was kind of picking out. If you had to recommend a few or one or a few of your favorite episodes of Journey with a Cinephile for our listeners to go check out, because you have oodles and I understand as a podcast listener myself, if I see a show that has like a hundred something episodes or more, yeah. it's a little overwhelming and it's almost like, man, where do I start? But I always say start at the beginning. That's my thing. Right. But, but what would you recommend to our listeners? Like what movie or what what episode do you think would be? I should have asked you this before the fucking show. No, I mean, I would say any of like the list episodes, just because that kind of gives you a more like brief outlook on things. Um so like any of like my year end or any of the like years I've watched all the movies that I can, those ones are usually from like the twenties and thirties years. Cause those ones only usually have a few movies. So it's kind of easy to run through. Um, I would also say my, there's a film festival here in Columbus that I go to every year that those episodes are pretty fun. Just cause I'm kind of running through quickly a bunch of movies like that. Um, and just kind of giving like brief overviews of those is kind of just get the names out there. Um, other than that though, I'd probably say, I mean, I'd probably say anything that's more newer, just because it's a little bit more polished. I would say my Smile episode, I think, was pretty solid when I did that one. Just kind of, so we brought that movie up, that one kind of jumped into my head. I would probably say one of the ones would be episode 171, which was Knock at the Cabin in His House. Those were two kind of mm-hmm. interesting movies to talk about. And not the greatest double feature, but there were at least elements where I could be like, okay, these do kind of correlate to each other in a roundabout way, at least. I would say my favorite that I've heard, or at least the one that I remembered a lot, was your going through the aughts episode. Because mm. there's just a lot of movies in there that I'm like, yeah. you know, coming up with and stuff. So it was it was it was fun. And you bring a lot of information too. So I wanna I wanna uh, recommend that to everybody who's listening. Go check out the show notes for the episode, the description, whatever the fuck it is on whatever app you're using. And um Journey with the Cinephile is gonna be in there. So go take the journey, man. It's it's just a cool journey, bro. Um, it's always fun to start a new podcast um, and like make new friends and do, you know, just do what we're doing here. So yeah. um, for my new friends, I'm going to call them our new friends um, at Midnight Terrors, um, Diamond and Bucky, been talking to them um, and hopefully we'll get some sort of a collab going later, but I'll, oh, I'll yeah. mention them. They have a really, uh, it might not be the best way to just have but a really clusterfucky way of like talking about movies and it's really fun. It kind of reminds me of what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been listening to a lot of their stuff lately. Um, and I have talked with Kevin and I think we'll probably get those guys on here soon to Fuck hang out yeah. with us. Let's have um, some midnight terrors at the nightclub, bro. Uh, oh, definitely. And they have so many things and they're, they're into music. And I know Kevin does like live music shows and things like that. And, and they're just like, a, they're super fun guys. So um, 
You hear that? Shut you up. hear that, Midnight Terrors? We're yeah. coming for you. We're yeah, coming so for you, motherfucker. Like, yeah. So shout, <laughs> so shout out to new friends, and um, hopefully we'll see you on the horizon soon. Mm-hmm. So Were you um, just doing the bo- the Booker T thing, bro? I did, and I didn't say it the way he said it, but yes. That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> if I if I truly did not give a if this were pink circumstances, it would have I would have said it. It would have you would have said it. Yeah, yeah, but this ain't that, and this is something whole no. different. This is uh, the pink, this is the pink triangle. You got to get serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's get serious and um, let's get ready, guys. Tonight's midnight ritual. What you're gonna want to do for tonight's midnight ritual? You need to go get your little fucking stool. All right. You need to place it in front of somebody who has no idea what they just walked into. You need to you need you need to pull your little knife out and learn their name so at the last second you can whisper it and open their mind's eye. If you have not seen tonight's film, Baskin, from 2015, cry off now. Baskin is a 2015 Turkish surrealist horror film directed by Khan Evernal. I think that's how you say that fellow's name. Khan? Khan? Khan Evernal, something like that. Mm-hmm. Based on his 2013 short film of the same name. And uh, I, I had to look up what Baskin meant because I, I it's, it's Turkish. I don't think we've covered a Turkish film on this podcast yet. I don't, Not I don't yet, think so. No. Nope. So we're our first turkey, as as Grindhouse was saying in the Discord, gobble gobble. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, Baskin means heavy, oppressive, overpowering, or in certain contexts, it can mean a critical or destructive blow. Um, so it's a nightclub. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Fuck you, yeah, boy. Uh, <laughs> we are overpowering you hard hard starring a lot of names i'm I'm about to fuck up y'all ready for this oh yeah words do it. shit do it. fest ergen kuyuku as boss rimsey muharam bayrak <laughs> as yaz uh ya ricky say his name yav yavuz 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 gorkum my my favorite name, Gorkum Cassell as, yeah. as Arda, our our sort of our main character. Pachi Dokos. I don't know. Oh man, I'm just doing this so so bad. Like it's I apologize to any Turkish listeners or any Islamic or Muslim listeners for fucking up these names this bad. Look, I'm some coon ass from Louisiana because I don't know what I'm saying. But right. it's starring a bunch of other people, including Mamet. I, I'm not even going to try his last name. Mohammed, uh, oh God. something. Yeah. Yeah, something. We're professionals. The fucking man, bro. I feel like, yeah. I feel like I need to help out here. <laughs> what you, oh, oh, can anyone pronounce these names correctly? I can. Do it, Jeez. please. Give me 10 seconds to get to my list and I will get I there. I think I help this Pam, Pam situation. Oh God. <laughs> talk about, <laughs> he, talk about names. 
I know. Last podcast we were on, we were talking to about people named Daniel. Were we? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah I never met a Daniel I met or that I liked. <laughs> oh God! And <laughs> the next that. day we had my girlfriend's funeral, and she was sitting right behind me the whole time. Oh my! Guess God. what her dad's name is? Oh, it's Daniel Cuz. Yeah. Now I remember this shit. Yeah, because nice. I I got to give my boss props. He's a good Dan. He's a good Dan. I went to school yeah. with a Daniel Manuel, and he was pretty cool. Daniel Manuel? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ricky, <laughs> where did you leave off on the list? Uh, On the, the one that Sab- Sabahatin. Sabahatin Yukut? Okay. As as Seifai? Yeah. And you have uh, Barret El Pafar as Young Arda. I like and how you, you put in the, the thing. Sebket Sutezel <laughs> as the father's servant. Um, and then you have the one I'm going to skip because I don't have a chance in hell on that one. Um, <laughs> and then you have uh, Just try. Just try. Civic Kaya as the woman. Uh, there's a lot of people out here with names we can't pronounce, and a lot of them are named Mehmet, apparently. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of so, all right. So we've learned that none of us can pronounce this. David probably could if he if he if he had the no. I don't know, man. Like the one time I covered this as like a mini review, I was doing what you guys are doing right now, where I was just. Trying to pronounce syllables, and I don't know if I'm doing it right at all. So you were a stumbling, bumbling fuck like oh, us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah nice, yeah. nice. At least we're yeah. all in the same boat. The guy Mehmet who plays the role of Father Baba, which by the way, Baba is a term in um the folklore over there in Turkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a dream demon. Yeah, the Taram Baba. That's yeah. that. Basically, they're boogeyman. Nightmare so. demon that steals kids, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a skinnamarink. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, he's got an extremely – the actor has a, a rare skin condition that gave him, I guess, sort of that – That frog know. face. <laughs> yes. he, he has the Benjamin Button disease. <laughs> he's a combination of a baby and an old man simultaneously. <laughs> That's a pretty good well, description. And well, he's the best. He's the best. He's yeah. beautiful. Oh, yeah. I love him. Mm-hmm. He needs to be in more horror movies. He's fucking incredible. I want him to put his forehead against my forehead. For real, like he does. Well, well it's movie. funny. It's funny though. On Dude. I am on IMDb. None of these actors has a picture. Not a yeah. single one. Not even they, him. Nope. Dude, it like is, I see pictures. Shame. I see pictures of him on Instagram with like big booty hoes and shit, and I'm like, good, good <laughs> for you, bro. Good for you, Muhammad. You're doing the thing, bro. Director. <laughs> director Khan Evernall claims that Mehmet who played father contributed a lot of the artistic decisions for the film's set, as well as his character, despite having no background whatsoever in art or acting. So this awesome. guy was just like a natural fucking talent. He a natural cool. fucking cult leader. He's he the was... best. <laughs> he's just waiting for his time. So then this guy came through. He's like, all right. Yeah, he was... <laughs> the character of father is modeled after Ricky. You're going to like this. The character Colonel Kurtz from Apocalypse Now. That makes a lot of fucking oh. sense. Oh, it kind of does. Yeah. That makes a lot of fucking sense, doesn't it? Yeah, I like I've never, it. I've never watched Apocalypse Now the whole you way through. To. The whole way through. What? So. Now that you, now that you're saying it, he even does a lot of the same shit Kurtz does. Man, he's always rubbing water on his head and being bald <laughs> and wet and shit. And I'm like, yeah, dude, that being- makes a lot of fucking and being cosmic. Being cosmic, yeah, that's what I was yeah. wondering. A cosmic frog daddy. 
Cosmic um, Frog Daddy. <laughs> they didn't have a lot of uh, permits for some of the places they were shooting in, and this added to like the stress of making the movie because they had like naked people and all this gore and viscera everywhere, and they're like, if the authorities come through here, we're in a cer- conservative part of you know right. the town that they were shooting this in. I should have looked that up, but I didn't. <laughs> and so they were always worried about getting found out. The tor- and the torture and the death scene of of the policemen, all all the policemen. It this is something too that I didn't pick up on was a reflection of their individual sins or what they were. I right. guess yeah, oh, like everyone. Yep, everyone. Yeah. I didn't I didn't pick up on that until until reading the trivia and I'm like wow that makes a lot of fucking sense because the first guy, uh, what's his name Rick? I pull. No, Yuzev. Yeah, Vuz is the one who gets his eyes stabbed out and has to yep. bang the goat lady. Yeah. <laughs> he, he did forward wait what <laughs> what what did you say to me <laughs> mutiny um that made a lot of sense and because he was kind of like the most depraved guy sort yeah. of so i was like all right yeah of course he's gonna fuck yeah, he's definitely later. the biggest asshole and i guess i guess since he was talking about all his experience in brothels with uh trans people they uh decided that he should have to bang the goat lady with his eyes missing, mm-hmm. and then make a potato tadpole baby, <laughs> a, a a little rock. <laughs> um, in Turkey, if you're gay, you don't have to join the military you have to show oh. proof. But also, if you're trans, you don't have to join because they consider you a woman. Oh shit! Okay, so Turkey is. Closed-minded, but if I lived there, I would claim to well, be gay. Yeah, hundred percent. But you have to hundred percent. I would, I would kiss a man in front of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not I to have to do, that. not to have to do that shit. I'd open mouth. I open mouth. I'd open. <laughs> I would tell them to spit directly in my mouth. <laughs> I'd open mouth, basket case, deep face, suck you, Rick, right in front of them boys. <laughs> What a what a bunch of bitches! Just something tells fucking, me I do don't want to be in the Turkish military. I'm just saying. No, oh, fuck I do. that. I no, like, it sounds fun. It sounds fun. <laughs> just, yeah. It's just more basic training. Just more basic training. I'll take it. I'll take it. Last little bit I got for everybody. Um, I thought this was pretty cool. When when the uh, Yuzev, am I saying it right? Yavuz. Fuck! Yavuz. I'm not gonna get this right the whole fucking episode. Watch. Yavuz, 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 Yavuz. When Yavuz gets stabbed in the eye, there's a little bit of score, the score from Cannibal Holocaust playing right there. I did not pick up on that. That's awesome. Oh, I didn't either. Really? Pretty dope, right? I didn't know either. I thought it was fucking like cool. And I watched it. I watched it a few hours ago. So that's awesome. Well, I recognize it, but I could not pick. I couldn't figure out where I knew the song from. So that makes sense that it's. From I that. wonder if okay. I wonder if they used others because I felt like I recognized a lot of the music in the movie. Oh, like like in that scene where they're doing the most like Turkish bro down of all time in that car and they're singing that that fucking that, oh. that ditty that we all know and love. That's the best. I love well, that shit. See that. <laughs> hold That's on, hold the on. best. Hold on. We'll get there with the scene by scene. I want to ask oh. everybody. When's the first time everyone has saw Baskin? Like, is is for me? This is like the third Three years ago. Watch. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday, this is my fourth, <laughs> and then yes, this is my third watch. I saw it like the year it came out. Oh no, shit! Seven years ago. Yeah, it's been a it's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a hot minute, or eight. Yeah, something like that. 
Yeah. Hey, I don't math either, cuz. Don't you worry about that. Public know, schools, boy. Public schools in my mood. There's no math. Yeah, bro. No, there, there's no reading, no writing, and no arithmetic. There's just, as long as you can write your name on your welfare check, you are good. I don't mood. have arthritis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as, as you in, can borrow as crawfish in, and make a roux, you good, cuz. Yeah, as, a, as yeah. I cannot, I cannot write us my name. If you can my, cook better than they do in Minnesota, check. you're good, bro. That's oh, not hard. Oh, that is not oh. hard. Not even, not even. Okay, I make I make microwave up, dinners that taste better. <laughs> yeah. Ne- next up, Ricky is a reading contest. Okay. Oh well, we <laughs> can know, do that because no, all it's gonna be read. all it's gonna be is an. Eye I don't chart. like to. All it's gonna be is an eye chart. All I gotta do is read it. Oh, that's I, gonna I, fuck me. Yeah, that's gonna fuck <laughs> shit. If it's Dude, made I, up of nothing but names from this movie, I'm super fucked. These glasses, I've literally had these glasses since high school. Frames, lenses, and all. Might be time so, to trade yeah. up there, bro. Might be time to trade. It is. Up. I need to get my get more contacts. So, I have to I have to go here because I I have some things to say. And you want to say it before we go? Before we get I into do. it? Okay. I, I I do I do because this might be the most schizophrenic movie I've ever seen in my entire motherfucking life. I can I can agree. It's pretty schizophrenic. Yeah. This movie that. it doesn't know if it's going to be a a gangster movie because there's a lot of like almost like like three Eastern European guys in a van. We're gonna go kidnap somebody and do some. The the opening it, felt very Reservoir Dogs to me, so I get what you're saying. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And okay, even okay. and I was gonna mention that because it even has like some of the same types of like tracking shots around them while they're talking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, and there's a, a lot of spots where it feels like these guys are like almost like Keystone cops, so like they're completely fucking useless because. I mean, in the end, they're completely fucking useless. Yeah, they're kind of just a, a couple of asshole cops, you know? Yeah. yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah, but this this movie goes so many directions in the first 30 minutes. They had this, like, weird sing-along in the van, and it's like, like, is this, That's Ameri- the best. Is this America's Got t- or like, Azerbaijan's Got Talent? I mean, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, like, make any fucking sense. Like, I was trying to figure out so hard, like, where the fuck they were trying to go with this, and it's like, you got the early scene with the one guy like harfing in the toilet, and they're like, "Oh, he's fine. He'll be good." And then this like weird Alex little... Jones's worst nightmare with all the frogs, <laughs> <laughs> kind of. But then they got their weird like their weird like free candy slash police van like flying through the woods with the with the bubblegum jackpot lights on, and it's like, what the? It, yeah, this yeah, movie is all over the fucking place. Like, what are you and trying? It, and to... it it does to your point. It does feel a lot like two movies. Yeah. And it cuts yeah. back and forth between those two movies because you had this surrealist fucking like like almost like art house style fucking horror and then you have this fucking gore porn that it just cuts oh. back and forth to all the time and it's it's a little jarring I, I do and I I do get well, it. Yeah. Well yeah, but then you have these these moments where they're hanging out with people that I could like I'll almost call like like at least what I would know as like Irish gypsies. They're just like hanging out. And, oh, they're yeah, Cajuns. They're just hanging out, fucking <laughs> yeah. eating frogs and, and just well, being weird and, and, and mentally fucking, challenged. That fucking bucket of frogs is like weird as hell. But yeah, there's bro. so many scenes in this movie where they they jump so hard between theme to theme to theme to theme that it's like I, I honestly it's like being in a fucking mental institution with the fucking schizophrenic and you just it's kind of phantasm me too. But then for me this movie has a lot of screaming for <laughs> like for no fucking reason. And that screaming 
so puts me off. Like I like trying to watch this movie and it's like it's and like okay, stop. You know why he was screaming in the mirror, right? <clears throat> I don't know why he was screaming in the mirror, but what I can tell you is that later in the movie, I have more, theories. More people were screaming again and then mm-hmm. again and then again and then again. and it's just like the screaming was really fucking off putting for me and it made me want to do nothing but turn this movie off and go do anything else. It was like a chorus yeah. of Belials. Uh, yeah, maybe, it sounds kind of like Basket Case. Yeah, yeah. the screaming in this movie was, it, for me, it was super off-putting. It made me literally want to turn it off. I'm glad so, you, you, you said that, though, because I will admit something. The first time I saw this movie a few years ago, I knew, I knew by watching it, like, oh, I enjoy this, and I know I'm going to love it on a rewatch, like, even more, but I felt like you the first time I saw it, where I was yeah. like, what the fuck is even going on? Same. But well, on rewatches, so many, it clears up but, to me. Yeah, but there but there are so many awesome scenes in this movie. There mm-hmm. are a lot of awesome scenes. Um, The blind guy fucking the goat bitch. What, I mean, there are so many awesome scenes in this movie. <laughs> But when they're when they're when they're failed, I just like that the that the other guy is like pushing his butt like in midsummer. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a tush pusher. <laughs> oh, oh shout out to Forever Memphis. Midnight Boy. Yeah. We got a tush well, pusher. That whole that whole scene that whole scene, honestly, I figured was just Saturday night in Louisiana. That's what I thought. Oh, it was. that's every night. Yeah. Oh, oh, hey. I didn't see any goats in that. Good for you. But we don't do we don't do the we don't restrict our fun to the weekends, dude. Well, no, Every night, hey. Saturday night. Well, good for you. I, like I that's I, I have to get up and go to work and do all that. But if you guys can party that much, have the fuck at it. That's fine. It's also the South, so we know how that worked out. Uh anyway, um Damn it. just you know, just <laughs> Now would and be I'm, a good time, Double D, to ask him about the Civil War, but don't ask him what side he fought on. <laughs> don't ask him what side he fought for. That's that's not the topic for the nightclub today. While you were gone, David did, David did ask him. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it in for you, Rick. I'll figure out. Oh, how. nice, nice. Yeah. I'm not sure if this movie was confusing or ambiguous because it was like a cultural divide that we don't know what the fuck's going on. Maybe people in Turkey. Mm-hmm. And the scene you said about Reservoir Dogs, I thought it was just like Goodfellas when Tommy mm-hmm. was yelling at the waiter. Yeah, and then yep. they made those guys fight each other. A hundred percent. Wow, that's that's great. That's a great point. Big that's... time. I think a lot they of for... stuff is cultural. Oh well, yeah, but they for sure like other American movies. I think. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, the director did say that some inspiration from this came from uh the Descent. Um, fuck, I'm fucking this. I don't remember this part and I didn't write it down. So I apologize, um, for that. But he definitely did have some other films that influenced this one. I, I didn't see Goodfellas or Reservoir Dogs, but, but the, the way you describe, no, time to, no, no, I mean, I didn't see that reading. No, I've seen those films because, oh, okay. I'm like, I'm just gonna get on a plane and smack in your bitch mouth. But I would, uh, you would, you would be, you'd be, you'd have every right to. I've never Uh, seen those movies. Bullshit. Three sick. Yeah. Okay. You know, we work, we work so hard. I just want him to come visit. He acts like he doesn't love us. Uh, uh, but we work, we work so hard to be professionals here, and to think that one of you swamp cockers has not seen <laughs> swamp like, cockers. What swamp the cockers. Fuck, what the? Fuck? You know what? Okay. I'm gonna tell you what. 
and I mean this, it's it's sincere, but also said with love. Get off your mom, <laughs> go over to a theater, see a fucking movie. Okay, because I'm a trying. Lot out there. I'm trying. I can't afford oh, to go watch fucking any of them. Where's the seven thousand dollar door? Right. Where's uh? Where's <laughs> Reservoir Dogs playing at? <laughs> yeah, I'll go watch it. Well, you know what? That's no longer my fucking problem. Just because you're late to the fucking party doesn't mean I gotta fucking bring it back for you. Yeah, okay? Ricky, I we, saw we, that in high school, bitch. Uh, Ricky, <laughs> Ricky, when you were, when you were like four, you were supposed to go watch that movie. I don't know if you knew that. I saw it in high school. <laughs> How old are you guys? I'm 36 as of tomorrow. All right. Happy early birthday. Um, thanks, bud. For the 80th time. Because I don't. Yeah, you've been know. trying to wish me happy birthday since 420. Oh, uh, are, are we partying tomorrow, Rick? Or are we partying? Yeah, we, yeah, we can party. Start out early, do a little bit of drunken faz, and then go on from there. Sounds good to me, bud. Fuck are, we, hey, bud. are we gonna I'm do? Because I have a feeling. I have a feeling Jarek's not gonna be able to play Warhammer tomorrow. So yeah. yeah. Should we just sing, should we just sing Happy Birthday to Rick right now? Yes. Let's do it, dude. Okay. Right. Uh, everyone. Okay. Yep. Ready. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, smart Happy birthday to you. Ooh, say it again. I want to hear the music in it. <laughs> and your man sweater. Okay. <laughs> young boy wakes in the night after hearing strange sexual noises. I'm pulling this from Wikipedia, by the way, because I didn't do my notes no, how I normally do them. You didn't have to say sexual like that, dude. Yeah, you're just, yes, you're, I just did. Pull, you're just pulling this from your memory. That's all you <laughs> So, oh, I like I like it in the opening though. It does show you like kids' toys, and it gives you all that sense He-Man of... shit. <laughs> it gives yeah. it gives you a sense of innocence, you know, like seeing his little toys, and he's like sleeping. And then he wakes up to all that sex, and he goes out to his um his his mom's bedroom, and it's, at first he's like, "I'm gonna go up in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna see what I hear," but then he's like, "Nah, he's got that skin and marine TV on, and it's all staticky, and he's got to go turn it off." The saddest part of this whole scene is the only thing that gets banged hard that we see is that door. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> oh, this scene with the little boy. Uh huh. Yeah. Anything you're worried about that gets banged hard? Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Well, it's a good thing. Oh fuck! It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's just the door. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I know what you're doing. Don't do that to Grindhouse. He already yeah, said on on the one episode not... he can be a little boy. Uh, <laughs> you did that. I remember that. Yeah. You did that. <laughs> I could be a little well, that's, boy. I mean, uh, well. Oh yeah, in the voice thing, yeah, that's that's true. But this is also spoken from a grown man who's wearing a trucker hat backwards, like belted in a tent in his car. So I don't feel super bad about all this. At least he and has his fair. own. At least he has his own vehicle. Yes, he does. And yes. good for him. 
Mm-hmm. What? What? Oh, I don't know happened. whose car this is actually. So. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. Fucking setting up, setting up a fucking hot house car on fucking <laughs> on Main Street in Des Moines, Iowa. All right. Well, that's living God the life. Damn it. That's My eyes it. just teared up. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Okay. Um, so the little boy is beckoned back into his room by the, uh, what the fuck? I already forgot what we called him. Tarambaba. Tarambaba. It's, yeah, I love that term, dude. Uh, it just sounds like I like the R, the Tarambaba. Yeah. I like that. I can Not do to that. be confused with Humbaba, which no. was a an, an, a pre-Islamic <laughs> Which, is, fucking... which was last night because it's almost Ricky's birthday. Humbaba's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> a pre-Islamic uh, fucking roll them bars, baby. That, roll that them bars. That eats Christians and Muslims. So yeah, Grindhouse, you oh, want shit. us to be serious and intimate? Let him do the fucking smart part. Let him do the smart part. <laughs> I think I was pretty intimate there. So I that was an intimate right, right. comment you made. Yeah. <laughs> It was good. Can we talk about Zor- Zoroastrianism? Because that's that's tied all up in this bitch too. I'm just yeah. saying. Oh well, yeah, okay. Because I'm gonna get heady, but that also that's why I thought, hey, you know what, Sackhead Dave, you're on here. You a smart boy? He's a smart boy. Yeah. What's going on here with this dream imagery? Because when you watching this, I mean, it's kind of interesting. Is that it makes me think a lot of when we were thinking about like what could be referenced here. I was getting heavy vibes of like. Fulci and like mm-hmm. the just Italian like nightmare logic where at least early on you don't necessarily know what it's correlating back to but then they just keep coming back to it and there'll be something I'll get into or at least what I kind of think is happening later into it but it's a good way to kind of capture your attention I think definitely oh yeah like start starting your film off with this uh, this is spooky shit too yeah and ag- again if if you know if you have a thing with you know, kid horror or kids in horror and that kind of gets you. Um from the start, from the jump, this this, it's this psychological movie. horror yeah. with kids mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. at first. So well and I have a question actually. So do they ever Ooh. tell you through this movie, is it ever thoroughly explained who the kid was like early on? Because I have I have a Yes, it yes is. it is. Okay. Okay. So but do they do they tell you? Because I didn't yes. catch it. Okay, yeah, or okay. Arda himself tells you he explains the dream yeah. to okay, okay, his boss. Okay, okay. I so I, I honest question because I didn't catch it. So okay, yeah. that actually that's who I thought it was going to be. Um, and it actually makes the end of this movie make way more. The sense. kid actually looks that. a lot like him too. They did a good job on the casting there. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Fuck. Mm-hmm. This hooded figure is really fucking creepy, and you see this person right away again. Because they're carrying this is this I love this. They're carrying the viscera bucket. All right, mm-hmm. and it's that's got people the, meet. I hope so. It's definitely people meet. While I'm watching the film, I had this whole scenario play out where the the guy carry because I think the guy carrying the <laughs> the viscera bucket is Baba. Yeah, it's Baba. He's short as fuck. Uh-huh. It's Baba. But I had this whole scenario play out in my mind. So like he's walking up and he's talking to somebody walking with him. And he's like, this is my viscera bucket. Yeah. You never know. See how when... I got a little piece hanging out? Yeah, you never know. That's when just you... so you know. <laughs> you never know when you might need a handful. You can get in or out of any situation with a viscera bucket. It's a conversation starter and a night ender. It's both. <laughs> 
for me, watching this again for the first time last night, second time tonight, they tease you with that image because they make it seem like it's like a little girl, like kind of strolling all with with that thing, like being under the cloak. And then when they get later into the movie and they're in that little, what I call the band of gypsies, and there's that little girl who's like beaten on the on the hand with the spoon. The, yeah. Like, like I, I honestly, from earlier, I thought that was her, you know. And so I didn't, I, again, this is why we talk about this shit because I didn't get that the first time at yeah. all. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if you're meant to. I actually just picked up on that on my last watch. I'm like, oh shit, that is totally Baba. Yeah, same. walking with a bucket of yeah. meat. So viscera no. bucket, everyone. Ten, ten out of ten for the viscera bucket. Ten out of ten yeah. for the viscera yeah. bucket. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we get our fucking Reservoir Dogs, Goodfellas reference scene where we meet our uh, main cast of characters: five police officers, Rimsey, Arda, fuck. The Keystone Cops. Just call them the Keystone Cops. A, a, a Poe, uh, Seifi, and say his name for me, please, because I can't do Yavuz. it. Yavuz. Yavuz. <laughs> it's, it's the Keystone Cops. These are the worst. Like, I I am a, I'm a Midwest borderline ultra-conservative guy, and for these guys, I would defund the police. I would, because they suck. They right. fucking suck. Okay? Are they supposed to be douchebags? Yeah, I yeah. believe so. I, yeah, that I one for sure is. Like, oh my god, it's like my radio's broken, my flashlight's broken, my gun is broken, my van's broken. Like, <laughs> like well, okay, you're fucked. Sorry. I think they also yeah, live. and 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 they want to fight with kids at restaurants for no reason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're just the worst, bro. For, like, for laughing along with their for story. laughing along, like <laughs> yeah. like. I will say this: If that was American cops, they would just start shooting right away when they got into that. <laughs> Probably so, yeah. That is, which that it would have worked out better. It, well, for them, for no one, no, that would have been horrible. What are you saying, Double D? When they get into the asylum, everyone's fucking have zombies. Oh yeah. Oh, you're yeah, saying yeah. they would have just shot everyone there? Yeah, they should. Okay, did I thought sure. you meant yeah. the restaurant. Yeah. Not in the restaurant. Yeah, not at the restaurant. I got. You. I was yeah. like, this ain't Comet Ping Pong. What the fuck are you doing in here, shooting a gun? Yeah, we we don't go into the local diner and just shoot everyone. The local no. asylum, maybe. Kill yeah. the crazies? <laughs> Hashtag? Question mark? <laughs> no. Doing society a favor? Hashtag? The crazy? Yeah. The okay. crazy frog people? Yeah, kill them. The crazy frog people for sure. The cage does the Cajuns. No, no, not those crazy frog people. The oh, other, the, the ones that, that crawl around and hop like frogs <laughs> in oh, a the circle. Cr- the crazy hell frog people. Yeah, dude, hell hell came to Frog Town in this movie. Uh, <laughs> hell came to Frog <laughs> Town, bro. Yeah, boy. Oh, we gotta do that movie oh, one day. I know. I know. God damn it. Oh, okay. So in my right, box. So- See, for me, I don't mind some of this stuff because you kind of really get a good idea who everybody is or at least enough of them where it and then it comes into play later with some of the stuff. Like, you know, the one guy is just a dick and just wants to pick fights wherever. And his boss kind of you see that he likes the like rookie cop and looks out for him and everything. We also see he might not be all that good because, I mean, he's letting this one guy just bully this kid. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you just have the two older cops who are just kind of there and i like it enough to the point where i'm like okay i get an idea who these guys are before everything just goes off the rails oh you mean before the turkish throwdown car scene yeah yeah to to clear that up uh while the cops are telling their story uh 
Yavuz, did I say it right this time? Yeah, Yavuz. Yavuz is it. telling his story where one night he picked up a hooker and he <laughs> was going to fuck this hooker and this hooker turned out to be a man and in that culture that is crazy bad but so and I'm only saying this for the context of the film so people understand the fact that he went ahead and fucked the 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 transvestite I guess that's still an okay word to say I don't fucking know man <laughs> I really don't. Um, I really don't. Trans I don't person. Know. A trans person. Okay. Since he did that, that's a sin to them. So that's bad. And so that that he he's got his whole deal. The oh, kid I is. Think you're, but I think you're making an assumption there, though, because I think that I could shave you and put you in a dress and mm-hmm. pass you off as a woman, Travis. Oh, thank so you. So I think that. So <laughs> I think that's. So I think that saying trans is presumptuous. I don't I think we're learning know. stuff about Grindhouse, and I'm all right with it. <laughs> well, no, he he likes when I dress up with my pigtails. He done said that on the show. You know he what? You know what? To well, it is honest, cute. It is I am, cute. I am so I am so sick of the world and all the bullshit going on that I have reduced myself to a place where I'm just going to listen and try to get along. That's honestly where. I, because I that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what well, word to say, but I'm trying to be nice and proper and everything else. But for the context of the movie, to those people over there in their culture, that is a yeah. sin and that's big yeah. time bad. Well, and no, that's absolutely. part of the story. And, and somebody decided to spit in their hand and grease the weasel. So whatever. Yeah. I, oh. When it when in Rome, it's when it, it's when he's say. it's when he's talking <laughs> about how the hooker started trying to jerk off and he's like he's like slapping at the hand. He's like, Stop <laughs> This is dirty enough. Stop that yeah. shit. Stop it, dude. Calm down. <laughs> I'm trying to fuck fucking, you, bro. He's a fucking dirtbag, though, bro. Yeah, yeah he this is. Guy, this guy is the worst. I well, mean, what... if we're all being honest, this guy is the worst. And yeah. it has nothing to do with the fact that he no. had sex with another person that has a penis. No, that's not what I'm saying. No. Exactly. He's just the worst anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. the point I'm trying to make is in his in that culture over there. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Not saying that over here. What I am saying though is that this guy st- picks a fight with the the fucking waiter, this young kid who's just laughing along with the story, and he he basically pulls the Joe Pesci. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, you're a yeah. funny guy. You're laughing at yeah. me. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> You mean the way I talk? It's just, you know, you, it's, you're just funny. It's, it's funny, you know, the way you tell the story and everything. Funny how? I mean, what's funny about it? Tommy, no, you got it all wrong. Oh, oh, Anthony. He's a big boy. He knows what he said. What'd you say? You're right. Funny how? What? Just, you know, you're, you're funny. <laughs> you mean, so? well, let me understand this, because I don't, you know, maybe it's me. I'm a little fucked up, maybe. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? You know how you tell a story. What? No, no, I don't know. You said it. How do I know? You said I'm funny. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Get the fuck out of here, Tommy. <laughs> you motherfucker. I almost had him. I almost had him. Stuttering, you stuttering prick yet? Frankie, was he shaking? Onward. <laughs> Onward. After, uh, <laughs> after Yavuz beats the shit out of this kid, 
thanks to cap the cap or the boss. Yeah, Rangers, I Rangers. like the fact that he takes the Abuza's gun from him and he's like, Go ahead, do what you <laughs> it's just a it's a nice little detail. He's like, Okay, hold on a second. I want to see where this goes, but first I'm gonna take your piece. Maybe this makes it legal, like over there. It just Honestly. seems like like he's trying to protect both of them in a way. Like, yeah. if the gun's not involved, yeah. then it's just a fight. Yeah, I was you hoping know? that yeah. kid was gonna tear his ass up. Dude, the kid got some good licks in. I mean, yeah. good for Home- him. Homeboy you know? was rubbing his jaw in the next scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the kid yeah. got some good licks. He got him on yeah. the ground and got on top of him. Safi, uh, who had been feeling unwell. He runs to the bathroom like he's fucking sick to his stomach, and he claims it's because his friends never shut the fuck up. Welcome to the nightclub. And <laughs> he, he notices a little frog on the uh, the soap dish, and he's like, what the hell is this? What the fuck is with – okay, because I looked. I did a little mm-hmm. bit of research for this, okay? What is with the frogs? Is that a frogs, thing in Turkey? Frogs? It's not a thing in Turkey specifically. Frogs just – have a, a life cycle. They they represent mm. different stages of life and death and rebirth in this movie, and that okay. ties into our themes later on. I thought it. Well, so, so my interpretation was of a bad omen, like Moses. Oh, they're definitely a bad omen okay. in the movie. Okay, but they okay. but what they represent is going from one stage to another in life, in the cycle of life, death, and rebirth. Okay, well, and that yeah, makes but, sense. With what they're doing in this also, fucking. Yeah, but also like Travis, they're they're a little bit androgynous too. So you never know mm. what you're gonna get. That's the okay, Alex Jones. I think that's like the bucket. Like the <laughs> Again, Alex Jones's worst nightmare. Yeah. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn, turn the, the friggin', friggin frogs gay. Serious crap. Right, right now, thing- if if Chuddle the Brian's listening to this, he's puking in his own mouth. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Turkish bro down car scene happens. It's a ten. It's a ten out of ten scene. Oh, dude! Yeah. Every the... time I see that scene, I literally want to dance like yes, a white the... boy. Like yeah. I don't know how to dance like they do in Turkey, but no. I want to try. I think if we did it over here, we would be listening to Jukebox Hero. I think mm. <laughs> that was totally the Mardi bad. Gras song, bro. Oh yeah, dude. I love it so much. The but way they're also... dancing and singing and, and that one cop, Apo, is just like, you get a call in the night, I'm there. Like, I'm the fucking man. Well, and the best I part love is, that shit. these are like... collectively the worst cops ever. They're like right. awful. They're, they're awful. so full of themselves, like, dude. They're, they're awful at their jobs. They're awful at personal relationships. And then they're also mostly awful at singing, too. So it's like... Is that supposed to reflect how cops are in Turkey, though? I think it probably is, but I don't want to be presumptuous. Uh, while they were driving, they do receive a phone call, and they're dancing and all that, having fun. The time of their lives, these cops, who I think live in a small town, that's why they're able to get away with mm-hmm. all this shit. The, they definitely they, feel like Mamu cops. Yeah. I, <laughs> For I, real. I, like, no, like, serious. They feel like Mamu cops. Well, they were, like, wearing T-shirts underneath their cop bag. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. exactly, exactly. So they all seem like they're like almost borderline plainclothes detectives. So like, yeah. why would why would a small town, why would Mamu have that many plainclothes detectives? <laughs> they just wouldn't. Oh, they never would. Good lord, no, we don't have no. we don't have a detective, bro. <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> and, and they're flying down the road with the lights on, like yeah. We're, and, and they have like a fucking little boogie party going on in the, in, inside the van. Like what's the, the best? Oh, it wow. is a <laughs> it's a good time. But it's interrupting their good time is a, a distress call from another uh, police officer. Mm-hmm. He's in the. I'm not going to say this right. Oh in, no, I can't say that either. In Sigak area of town. In yeah, I, I I can't say it, and, and I've heard him say it, and I still can't do it. I know. I can. I can say it. Say it. Say it. All right, nailed it. Head on. Ten Head out on. of ten, Grindhouse. Ten out of ten. You got that one, Are bud. Turkish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not shit. just Irish. He's also Ottoman. Oh, Ricky, mm-hmm. that reminded me though. Um, well, I don't know what reminded me, but I just thought of it. What? What? What about the mirror? So when uh, Sefai the mirror Sefai. So I think he's realizing that they've been there before, and that's why he screams in the mirror, and then he comes down from his little panic attack and realizes, like, I must be freaking out because I'm not having bad omen deja vu like I'm trapped in a fucking cycle of death and rebirth in Turkish hell. Skin of a rink in, in Turkey. Yeah. Yeah, so and that's important for what's about to happen. That's uh, That's why I thought about it. Because they let him drive, even though he just went through this crazy panic attack and Ricky just theorized it's because he realized they're in a hellish time loop. We're going to get to that. But they let uh, Seifi drive and he ends up crashing the van into a lake after they see a uh, a person. Well, they run lake. over a person. Mm-hmm. Well, for, first they, first see, they a, see a person. They pull yeah. over. And then we get a cool little nod to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. I think, yeah. because we've got Word, scratch, dude. awesome scratch marks all oh. over the fucking van. All the symbols. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to American movies all throughout this. Oh, oh dude, yeah. But just, but you, bro, when you the said cosmic that, shit on the van, yeah, when, bud. When I was watching it, I was like, "This is TCM all fucking day." Yeah, This, bud. Is, this is the hitchhiker mm-hmm. leaving his blood on the fucking van in the symbols right. that are half. Asked astrological symbols for Mercury and shit. Yeah, dope. Dope as fuck. I don't know what these scratches mean. I'm not Turkish. The Grindhouse, what does it mean? <laughs> what do the symbols mean? I'm not yes. fucking Turkish either. I'm Irish, motherfucker. Oh, okay. Wow. Going from here, they had, they get back in the car and they, and they start driving. They hit the guy and dump the van in the water mm-hmm. and panic ensues as it would. Well, this is when you get the big, the big... Hands the amazing God. fucking yeah. <laughs> transition to back to the restaurant yeah. where you start to get the plot the plot sort of wanting to unfold and just like like I just want to say like from a filmmaking perspective everything in this part is a 10 like it is beautiful cuz right after they crashed they go but it's back in the restaurant and Arda is telling Boss. Boss. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Uh, Rim- I think his name is Boss. Rimsey. Rimsey. Yeah, Boss Rimsey. Yeah. He's so like he's telling Rimsey about his dream and about his friend that died when he was a kid. Cockson. Cockson. That's his friend's Cox name son. is Cockson. Yeah, boy. Yeah. I remember that. Nice he's, te- dude. he's telling me oh. my kid, Cockson. This, this totally <laughs> This movie was this movie was filmed in Louisiana. You know how I know because you have Coxon and Rimsies. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Rimsey. Wow. Rimsey Lebeau. No. Oh. 
Yeah. yeah no, but, well, it's but cause, just because we eat pizza and ass, that's what he's saying. Yeah, fair enough. But just <laughs> the in this movie with like the time jumps, or at least like the spatial jumps. I, I, I'm not sure it's time, but I definitely know it's spatial. When they're it's dimensional, it's dreams, it's everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. and, it's, and it's Baba realms. kind of explains it. Well, but that, there's that, the, that tonight, all the realms are uniting. Well, and that the hell one scene... dreams, your reality, everything is united. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's the... why we carry hell within us. The one scene though, where he's talking and he's like, "Do you see that person behind me?" Yeah, and he's, and he's like, "No," no, and he's like. But are you really looking? And then you need all to sudden, feel it. Yeah, and then you see that cloaked figure. Uh, with, uh, one of the points in this movie where I was like, "Okay, now we're gonna get awesome. Now we're gonna get awesome, dude!" And the blood starts coming from the fucking ceiling and out yes. of his hand. Yes, and oh. he falls back, and it transitions from the blood to him being in the pond or the lake or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the Wait. big hands of God are pulling him out, like, dude, like. This shit is just beautiful to look mm-hmm. at. He sees the figure behind him. He says something about a key. Yeah, he also mentions the key at that point too. He says, "He says I've got the key to all of this." I think. Yeah. Yeah. So Double D's got to go. Hey, man, thank you so much for being on the nightclub. Yeah, we'll have you back. Coming, hey, I'm so grateful. I love all of you guys. Love thank you too, you. brother. Love you, bud. You got to come yeah. back. All right, Double D's strolling on off. I'm thinking um, I I know what those sheets were for. The sheets were to see so we don't see the cop lights. When it gets, <laughs> yeah. that's, what that's, what, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, he so. was in some random fuck's car. Yeah, yeah. He just got these on the front. Oh no, yeah. he's getting the, the cops <laughs> showed up, <Yeah>. bro. <laughs> so oh. after all that beautiful imagery Ricky was talking about, and yeah, uh, D- drunk Darius did make a good point before he rolled out about <clears throat> the key, the key yeah, being mentioned. He does mention it right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy how the movie goes from psychological to fucking gore porn on a yes. dime, dude. Right. I was gonna say I kind of took it as, especially thinking about the bring up the hands and how they look like the hands of God. It almost kind of seems now thinking about it that when they crashed, that like him being like potentially being like unconscious even for like a short amount of time, that he flashes back to this where it could almost be like limbo, where he's kind of seeing this main event here that kind of shaped his life and telling the story about how him and his boss seem to have different things they went through in their lives where they were touched by something could be supernatural, which kind of makes sense for kind of where everything ends up going after that, where right. they like the head of the cult is kind of looking at him and like focusing on them as that they could have the transition over to what this cult is looking for. I'm, I'm trying not to be mean here, but it felt like a little bit of a, like an indoctrination like from when he was a kid. So I can see it's that. Almost, oh it's yeah, almost definitely. Like, it's almost like, is this cult like the boy Scouts, you know, like <laughs> you get indoctrinated in, you have this, this adult master that teaches you everything and teaches you all these skills and whatever else. But then like when everything comes down to it, it's just, you're just another sheep to the slaughter. I, I can see that. Yeah. That's what, that's yeah. what the boy Scouts are like. I was never in it. So I don't know. <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta be another frog person now, bro. <laughs> Or the person who saves everyone from the frog, the, the, the right. frog, frog one town. One or the hell. other. Yeah. I think well, that's what art the is. The Boy Scouts is kind of like yeah. a roller coaster and you got, there's a height limit. So it kind of, a, kind of, <laughs> that's, well, that's why I was never a part of it. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yep. Be, it didn't stop Baba. Hey, Travis and Baba are the same height. Shit. I just want to point that out to everyone. 
Travis and Bubba are actually the same height. Did I just get my did I just get my Baba badge? You got your Baba badge, dude. You are are the Baba Master. Are you ready to to become one with the cosmos with me and open your mind's eye, my son? I am, little daddy. I am. This is all coming together. Mm -hmm. Wow. The cops are stranded at this point and they meet the the Cajuns in Turkey, I guess. It's these, they are these... the Cajuns in Turkey, bro. <laughs> yeah, these little. I country like how folk. I pose like, "What the fuck is wrong with you people? Why are you all so weird?" <laughs> turns out it's Cajun. us. Because <laughs> the Cajuns, they're just yep. they're just hanging out by the road. That uncanny valley. Frogs, you know. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> are they boiling frogs? That's what I think is going on. Yeah, they're cooking right. frogs. Yep. Okay, so they were is... sure catching them. They were sure scooping them up. This is a real question for uh, Grindhouse and David. Have y'all ever gone frogging? Y'all ever been frogging, but I have not. I have. You have? Wow. Awesome. I have been frogging. Y'all use a gig? Um, No. Because they're illegal. They're illegal here now, but they didn't used to be. Well, no. For for us, it was like a net. And you just go in and just just scoop and select and scoop and select and scoop and select. So, yeah. So, Grindhouse, you've eaten frog. I have eaten frog. Dude, David. I've been telling you he's he's becoming more Cajun. I know, I know, I know. He's honorary Cajun brother, for sure. David, have you are you an honorary Cajun? Have you ever eaten frog? I have not ate frog, no. Would you? Yeah. You're I'd an honorary it. Cajun. There you go. Boom. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. You ever eat crawfish? I haven't I have had gator though. Oh, oh nice. hey, there you go. Gator is kind of like greasy chicken. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah there you it. go. Greasy chicken. That's literally <laughs> that's, what it tastes yeah. like. And frog and frog is like watery chicken to me. It's, yeah. it's just like no, chicken. That makes sense. Like, well, the chicken, not okay. the can when it's a little We've got juicy, it all. A little too juicy. All. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so they, they they talk to the Turkish Cajuns and and they're and they're like, Oh, you you better not go to that area. That's a bad place or something. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't like, remember what exactly. They're like, they if say. you gotta go, you should rest for a while, but maybe just Maybe since that's your bread and butter, then go ahead. And that's when I pose like, the fuck is going on, man? I like <laughs> I pose a lot. I pose uh, one of my favorites. <laughs> he Well, and they don't heed the fucking locals. And it's it's like this in all the classic horror films. The locals are trying to warn you. They're like the crazy yeah. Ralph, you know? Right. They're the crazy Ralphs for sure. Yeah. I want to know what the little girl was saying once she started smacking the pot. With I the know. Yeah. Why didn't they translate her song over to English? I was they pissed. They didn't. And I looked everywhere. I looked everywhere. And there was no translation, no subtitles, nothing for that. Grindhouse, you're Turkish. You should know. <laughs> no, I have. There are Turkish people in my family. I am not Turkish. So you turkey. It's, it's, it's Turkish by marriage. <laughs> oh, no I'm shit. Saying. Yep, right. it is. Turkish by marriage. Yep. Dave, do you know what the, that little girl was singing about? Smacking I don't that have pan? the faintest idea. No, <laughs> no. When she was smacking that pot of frogs, you don't know. Nope. It God was probably it. something. It was probably in Cajun French. That's probably why uh, <laughs> yeah. they you didn't just... bother translating it. <laughs> well, it was it was probably something super profound like lemonade, fifty cents a glass. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it was. Grindhouse singing the Mardi Gras song, bro. Grindhouse, fire Dave so he can be promoted. Okay, Dave, you're fired. You're, you're fired. fired. <laughs> Yeah, you're fine. Now you're promoted. You're the frog expert. Mm-hmm. So nice. moving on, you'll have all the frog lore for me that I'm gonna have a lot of questions. Hey, I just want to say that one tall yes. Cajun Turkish dude, doesn't he just look like the fucking Chad meme? Oh, he's like <laughs> that one. That one dude. Yeah, he's like eight feet tall. 
He is like just like <laughs> the like, Turkish Batista. Like, no, he's like he's, <laughs> no, he's like a fucking tent pole. He's a tent pole. He's the guy that holds a tent up at like the Turkish fair. That's what it, like. Oh god, the guy's fucking huge. The cops no. do find the building that they were uh, getting the distress call from, and it's a an Ottoman era police station. Yeah. So this oh. thing is ancient. <laughs> Yeah, what? As fuck. Like what? The, like the 13th century. Yeah. <laughs> like that thing's okay. been renovated cuz quite a few times. Well, okay, but it's not it has but it's not the fucking Parthenon, okay? It's, it isn't still there. A 13th century Ottoman police station? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not a fucking thing. It's well, just not you see, it wasn't a thing because Tartaria, so that was really like an well, energy but, gathering fine, station. Fine, <laughs> but somebody knocked it down and built some beach farm property with some glass window. No. Dude, so, to, be, to, be honest, uh, to be honest, Turkey has some beautiful architecture that does go back to the Ottoman Empire. I'm just well, saying, it does. Because, because of the role of Zuzumar. everyone in Constantinople and shit that were like, being d- douchebags, I don't know. <laughs> they just, they just do. They just do. They have all that. Completely buy that. It. You can't. I, I'm gonna become can't. a Turkish Ottoman expert by tomorrow, and I will let you know, know if this is all right. Or we not. just need to pause for about ten minutes. I'm gonna be the guy. I'm gonna go research. No, I'm no, find out. No, no, we can't <laughs> do it. No, this is this is Ricky saying he needs a shit again. So just. <laughs> <laughs> So now we are going to descend into hell. The cops enter this old Ottoman station. Right away, they find a, the fellow police officer who like issued the distress call banging his head against the fucking wall. Yep. And they try to talk to him. They're like, you know, what? what's going on here? Where? Wh- yeah, what, what's even happening? They don't even know what he the done hell. Be- he done hit his head till he became sloppy. Yeah, that boy and don't know what's going on. He don't. And I just want to point out all the awesome Blair Witch fucking clumps of hair, stick figures everywhere, and yep. the fucking blood eggs and shit. Like, we, and th- eggs again, more, more oh, yeah. birth and death and yeah. rebirth and shit. That's some frog yeah. eggs, bro. I don't think they're frog eggs, but do frogs but lay eggs? They yeah. do, but yes. I think they're small. But mm-hmm. I think those are yeah. chicken eggs. <laughs> but but <laughs> eggs just symbolize, you know, birth. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so more symbolism. I saw I saw a little guy at the end, Arnold Schwarzenegger Travis. That's what I call him because he is totally an Arnold Schwarzenegger Travis. <laughs> that little dude's cut yeah. up, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he is. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger Travis. He is. <laughs> he's not big, but he's like cut the fuck up, bro. He looks exactly. like he's all muscle and loose yeah. skin. Who are y'all <laughs> talking about right now? Baba. <laughs> Baba. Yeah. Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger Travis. I was confused. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> so, yeah, I love the Blair Witch type mm-hmm. shit with the, with oh, the witch, yeah. it's just witchy shit. That witchy shit. Yeah. Man. Hell yeah. It, David, anytime anything is witchy in a movie, like if people are, okay, there's a few different, I don't know how to really describe it, but it's either witchy or cosmic or both. If people start levitating, if there's like little trinkets hanging from somewhere or mm-hmm. little bones or little runes or And this a, movie's got the book. folk, it's got the cosmic, it's got all yeah, kind of awesome got, shit. Oh, it's, it's all right. It's all everywhere. of it. Yep. It's everything. This movie, that's why I said the first time I saw this movie, I felt like Grindhouse. Like, what the fuck 
Mm-hmm. Like, right. Why is it so all over the place? But it had enough amazing shit in it that I love that I'm like, I know I love this movie. I just don't understand this movie yet. Yeah, yeah I think it get... comes together more the more you watch it. You start yeah. picking up on other things, and then you yeah. start to see how things connect. It's and you kind of know what Right. And you know what happened, like, earlier. Like, the next time you watch it, you're like, oh, okay, I can see how that connects now to what happened here at the end. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is the part, though, for me, where they got into the constant screaming. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. honestly, it just, it, it, it pissed me off. I, like, I turned the movie, like, okay, nope. I just... for, for, the, for the sake of keeping up with the story, though, what happens is is that Seifai stays with the deranged cop that mm-hmm. made a distress call, and the other four go to investigate, and that's when you get what Ricky was saying, the little bloody chicken eggs and the witch hair hanging everywhere. Mm-hmm. They, they find a room that has candles lit and an open book with a language no one can fucking read, I'm sure. That shit just gave me a fear boner. And <laughs> then... That's that's this is when you get into what Grindhouse is just describing. There are people just covered in fucking blood and viscera. They're fucking. They're eating. They're screaming. It just goes automatically into it goes from zero to fucking Hellraiser doll to <laughs> yeah. eleven. Yep. Yes, I had heavy Hellraiser vibes because mm-hmm. uh, Safi goes with the cop, the 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 cop that's not well, and they're they're trying to leave and Seifai finds this he stumbles into and I, I want to say the way it happens yes the movie does just go there but it slowly shows you little glimpses of it like it's like he sees the people fucking he turns and looks and sees people Some, he sees somebody eating somebody Yeah, like, or is that a Poe that might uh, be a Poe that stumbled in that room because it's two separate rooms they stumble into yeah okay and and I'm I'm even get, see Grindhouse I'm even getting this part confused because it is it is confusing it is it is a little bit all over the place I do think rewatches do help uh, mm-hmm. solidify oh, what's yeah. happening though but definitely yeah it it goes full blown madness now guys like we're in we're in hell like yeah. like we're in that we're in that third act bro we're in Turkish hell and it's not a fun place unless you're well I, I would say I would say this is the middle part of the film to be to be fair. I think the third okay. act is, is later. Fair. And hell hell does not look that bad, okay, from what you see. So what far. are you okay. saying? No, it doesn't because you got people just humping all over the place. No. I think what it does for your average person is it takes missionary with the lights off off the table. So like, <laughs> it, 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 that's why it's so fucked up. It's like you just can't you just can't you know, you can't like go upstairs and be like, yo, honey. Let's go. I need a little bit of light. I need a little bit of light when I'm making love or fucking. I ain't gonna lie. Like, yeah, even, because yeah, because yeah. shadows shadows make you taller. I understand why you like. But there's so much to this movie where it's like such depravity, and it's like every corner you go around, open the door, and all you hear is. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And, like, but it's like so. But everyone is also like covered in like. Frog cellophane and, and fucking and blood frog eggs and, and, yeah. and whatever else and it's just like i don't you know how, I about, don't... how about the bodies they see that are hanging upside down yeah. covered like ricky said in the cellophane they're oh, dripping yeah. blood into draining pans. the blood into and the missing pans. limbs and stuff and yeah oh, the one's missing the leg that's yeah. dope oh my god this it's is so gnarly it's so and, and to to someone uh to david's point it's it's very fulci just dialed to yeah. 11 it's very fulci and hellraiser 
Uh-huh. That's a, a great way to compare this from this part of the movie on, really. This is that this is that Barker Giallo ball. Yeah. 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 And and yeah. to to bring reference back to the Italian the Italian horror, I, I mentioned uh Phantasm and mm. Phantasm was, you know, oh, inspired yeah. by a lot of Italian and right. Giallo horror. So like totally all kind of binds together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Melds together like all the realities. So that's good. Well, yeah, cosmic cosmic is not one thing. Cosmic is all things. That's right, um, and goddamn right. So every time, because what they do here is they go back to the the, the flashbacks and the dream sequences. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that this is when you do find out that Rimsey was like the father figure for Arda, and this is when Arda, I believe, this is when he describes the dream sequence. Maybe it was earlier. I can't remember. I'm getting it confused. I think Fuck. it was earlier. It was earlier. But well, they, they talk again in their little yeah. realm right yeah. here. They're in the diner every time they – so for the listeners, which if you have not seen Baskin, you should have watched it before fucking listening, <laughs> but fuck you. Um, You're still not going to understand what happened. No, no but you, you got, have no. to listen to this, got, so got, no. go watch it. You got two go. cops at a table over a cup of tea or possibly a beer, I'm guessing, but they're talking about life. They're talking about the back and forth. Mm-hmm. and. It seems to be the focal point of the whole thing. That's where they both keep coming back to. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is bad. Oh, is it? And then, yeah. boom, and then, like, it could be, but are you sure? And then, boom, and then, like, I'm not sure yet. Can you tell me? And he's like, I can't. Yeah. I mean, and that's right. this is when he's the- like, I don't even know if anyone knows that we're experiencing this other than us. Right. Exactly. Right now. Yes. Yep. And, exactly. and that's why I think that that the other guy, the driver, was experiencing it too because when he looked in the mirror, he had no reason to scream like that. I think he was just having a deja vu moment, bro. I do think there was a cloaked figure behind him in that scene too, though. In the I mirror, in the mirror it. scene. No in the shit. Mirror scene. Okay. Yeah, I, didn't I think, I think, I think you're right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I think there was wow. a figure. David, what were you? Dave, what were did you... you have something to say? I yeah. Saw he was, oh, I was just he saying, was chomping at the bit. Yeah. What's no, up? I was just saying that it's you're right. There was a cloaked figure behind when he like screams in the mirror in that like very early scene. And the only other thing I would just say with uh, like going back to the dream sequence where they keep talking, I just think that is them needing to in order to transition fully over to joining this call, even though they're not even necessarily exposed to it yet, is that they're still having these moments of needing to explore into this and since they've both been touched already earlier in their lives by the supernatural is kind of what I feel like they keep going back to here. Who do you think Rimsey is to Arda? Because he took him in when Arda was young because his parents died, right? That's, that's what happened to his parents. Yeah. There's a stretcher where I thought it was his uncle, but I think it might just be a family friend where he was either coworkers with the father. And then when the parents passed away, I think he just promised that he would like help raise him. Okay. Yeah, because I wasn't sure on that part, but yeah, we do find out that Arda was the young boy from the opening scene. Um, whether that happened earlier or now, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm saying like at this point we know mm-hmm. through the story that that Arda was the young kid. So he now they're in this realm, like Ricky said earlier, all realms are uniting. Dream logic realm where your your dreams are blending with your reality. Hell is on Earth, and they have come to the place where it is just a convergence of all these things and they were summoned there that's what's happening they were summoned there for this black mass 
which is how IMDb describes yeah. the, the the setting, right. and I dig that because yeah. yeah, yeah. it's dope as fuck. The cops eventually do find again more <laughs> bizarre, crazy, insane shit, and they are swarmed. They are taken down. One gets hit on the head with a sledgehammer. Pretty dope. Oh, and that he gets scene, bonked, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that scene should have been so brutal. The sound effect there was awful. It was awful. I don't remember the sound effect. It was uh, like I. I'll take your word for it. It was so good coming up to it. The buildup was so good, and then it was like, Burr. yeah, he literally got bonked. That's yeah, why got, I laughed. He got bonked. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, it was. That kind of that kind of elevates it for me. But imagine, <laughs> imagine if you heard the Tweety Bird sounds afterwards, like the little birds going. Oh around yeah, bro. <laughs> While the blood's just pouring down his face, just. <laughs> <laughs> so we what we do get into now though to me rick rick th- to me this is the third act of the film yeah um the remaining because yeah, they wake up and they're chained yep. yeah they're tied in this fucking i guess it's the Room lowest pillars yeah, the, lo- the lowest floor. level of the build. yeah i would imagine because they got that spiral staircase this is a set piece like this is oh yeah awesome this and whole- if you notice if you notice all the cultists that are partying, mm-hmm. they're literally like writhing and hopping like frogs, yeah. right? Like frogs. Yeah, yeah boy. man. Like frogs in a fucking bucket. I, I, I love this movie. All right, okay. go ahead. That, that, no, that makes perfect sense. And that's what I was happy. I'm happy that you said that because I was because, wondering... because, because they're fully, they're fully developed now. They're not tadpoles anymore. They're hopping cuz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they them hopping, humping. They're cosmically thing. enlightened now. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the whole thing, as you go through it, though, there's definitely, for me at least, there's like a levels of hell kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. And as you pass through it, like this is the part where we finally get to like purgatory. Well, I don't know if it's purgatory. I think it's probably like judgment. the bottom level. This is yeah, judgment. This is... I don't think so yet. I don't think so yet because we haven't met. We haven't met. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, this well, is well, he's no, coming though. This is his epic well, entrance. Well, yeah, and what is. an entrance! Yeah, um, it's 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 almost like the beating of a drum, and you're just like, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're all they're all beating their asses to the floor, waiting for father <laughs> to come down. And and Ricky's right. We get the grand entrance mm-hmm. of fucking Tutum Baba. Yeah, because Master Creep claps. <laughs> that's yeah. that's that's what his name is, Master Creep. Yeah. claps. And everyone shuts the fuck up and waits. Yeah. And Baba just walks. Dude, and I love, like, the little, just the little details. Like, as he's passing them, they're, like, touching, like, the hem of his cloak mm-hmm. and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like he is such a an impressive presence and yeah. a great cult leader. I mean, truly. He goes and he fucking wets his little frog hands in that yeah. bowl. <laughs> like a Dagon he... baby. Yeah, he's got to get that wet. Yeah, uh, he's got the pulsating uh, head veins. Dude, his head is shaped so oddly from behind too. Oh yeah, he's so cool looking. The fuck, yeah, he's like he's like neck rolls guy. (laughs) Something about it is just creepy as hell. It's just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to be in more horror movies for sure, bro. He's he's dope. Hashtag Mamet in horror. All right. what he does next is he goes off the rails, mm-hmm. cosmic as fuck. He starts telling people like, um, he's talking about on a night like tonight, 
realities are uniting and so, and and we're becoming one with the cosmos and all kind of cool shit. Well that's that's what he, he so he gets Baba gets his little stool, all right? And that's when you know shit's about to get real. He does get his little stool and he fucking climbs up, he gets his little knife and he's talking to uh Well, Yavu, let, let me let me correct you. Okay. Master Creep places the stool for him. Okay. He don't do that. He don't move the stool. Okay. The hell, his his lead man does. All right. That's his hype man. Master Creep's his, That's hype, his hype man. man. Yeah. 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 So he put Master Creep puts that stool there, and little me apparently climbs up on it and pulls his little <laughs> knife out. Oh. And what, what he asks? What he asks of? Uh, yeah. Let me push in your stool. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He said he says, Are you ready to stop worshiping power and unite with us? Are you ready yeah. to be one with the cosmos? Are you ready to give up your worldly eyes and open your eyes to what is beyond? Open your heart to me, son. Open your mind to me. And bruh, this 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 motherfucker learned his name just so he could fucking fucking mm-hmm. jump. Jump scare his ass into opening his eye, and you get yeah, the faulty action. Yeah, he I gets wanna, freaky, wanna... faulty, ratchet, nasty right here. You you should oh. put the yavuz. Yavuz. Yeah. For the record, like, he's I closing want... his eyes. He finally is like yavuz, yeah, and as yeah. soon as homie opens his yeah. eyes, yeah, boom. It's like it's like skin and marink all over again, though. It's the eye gouging. Like this movie, I'm finding parallels to that film in this film because there's a time loop. It's hell. There's mm-hmm. torture. There's eye gouging. There's you a are, dream demon that is capturing are, children. I'm just you saying, still, you are still hanging off the jock at skin and marink. And for the record, I fucking love you for it, bro. I yeah, do. but it's it's awesome. But yeah. you gotta no, I don't a, gotta nothing. There's a, <laughs> this is what I there, see in the there, movie, bitch. There is a point where you gotta move on and let some more horror into your life. I let it all in, but nothing's as good. So what the fuck am I supposed to do uh, about that? Uh, well, there, Man, I can't make other people make better movies, bro. Uh, I can't do it. You, you you can't, but you could give give people a chance. You I'm could. giving them all chances. They win it. Malum, <laughs> Evil Dead Rise, ten out of ten. Uh, uh, sorry, you didn't like it, but it's yeah. it's, it's it is amazing. Yeah. It actually is. You I don't know it. if it's a ten, but hashtag I, I you fucking love it. it. Hashtag 100%. you both. Hashtag you both fucking watched it wrong. Then so get on it. It's not well, po- well, the, uh, the whole franchise is popcorn. Okay, I'm gonna say it right well, now. I'll tell you what. Hashtag, hashtag I've seen coming at you at least twelve. You know who you are? Twenties in the last you, week. <laughs> so I, I I love the fact that I feel like it's a popcorn version of an Evil Dead They're movie. All Honestly, popcorn versions. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but I never felt like that until. You oh, said something. No, every it's last one of them. Every last one of them is a popcorn version. It's I guess just, that makes sense. It's just right. Right. Da- David's Fuck aware. Me like, then. Wow. I don't know what I'm saying. Right. 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 <laughs> Who has a better popcorn? Who has no, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I just shit. fired. I just fired myself. So now I'm promoted. You're promoted. Uh, now now you're, I'm Bobo. Now, now you're Bobo. Yeah. I did not fire you, so you are not promoted. I'm okay. I'm fired, so I'm promoted. Okay, Ricky fired. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll, okay. I'll fire myself. Ricky, Ricky, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You <laughs> the are... cat's ass is just all in your screen right now, dude. I can't take you seriously. Okay, <laughs> Ricky, Ricky, you are fired. You are fired. But I will give you a key to the partner's crapper. 
Okay, so so what the fuck? I don't even have one of those. No, a key to what? A key to the partner's crapper. Oh sweet! Y'all got the nice bathroom. Yep. (laughs) You got to use the one from the restaurant in the movie. Yeah. Every time I go, every time I go in there, there's piss on the seat and little hairs, and I get sick. Oh shit! (laughs) This is this is this is coming from the guy who who like like epitomizes using like an orange Home Depot bucket as a porta potty. I don't. No 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 no. You're wrong. (laughs) Just because it has a handle doesn't mean it's porta potty. You're a hundred percent wrong. I go out into the woods. And I bare ass shit on the ground like a man. I don't use uh, a bucket. I'm not a piece of shit. All uh, right. Yeah. Well, I shit I... in a styrofoam ice chest once. <laughs> <laughs> I, was it I during still... Mardi Gras? No. Oh no! It was while it was while my water was turned off for a few days. Okay. So Damn. you know you do what you got to do. You got skin marine. Louisiana I did get style. skin over <laughs> Yeah. Gross. Yeah, even, even my cat's Gross. like, dude, dude. <laughs> okay, all right. Back on track. Back on track. All right. Yeah, y'all okay. are gross. Why y'all talk about poo so much? Okay, David, David. Okay, we're we're in so, hell now. We've been just diving into all the hell. We're yep. into the fucking black mass. We just got the eye stab. Please, because I know we're going to just too we're too crazy. What's going on? What's going on with you in this movie at this point? Actually, it's kind of interesting before they get down there. I actually forgot to bring this up. But Yusuf, when they were, like, breaking up into teams, he was told yeah, that he needed to go down. And he's like, yeah, right. he didn't I'm want staying to. up here. Which is funny he's being a chicken. he was tough guy at the restaurant. But now, all of a sudden, right. he's terrified. So I think it's kind of fitting that he's one of the first people to get singled out down here. For sure. And I also think it's interesting that they – seem to be getting attacked by different things that have been brought up previously about them. Like we talked about how he was <laughs> very like sexualized. So he's the one who <laughs> has to end up banging the goat lady. Right. <laughs> and it's for him is a lot of like needing to see things is for how the father wants to make it where he can join the cult and try to like open his mind up that way. But then you also have the one guy who I think it was the one getting sick in the bathroom. I think he might be the one who's getting his like innards pulled out for some reason. Oh uh, no, that's the Pope. <laughs> Is that a Pope? Okay, I yeah. got confused about which guy was doing that, but oh, that one's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, we jumped over solid. that. Thank you for solid bringing that point, up. Though. Yeah, a Pope gets his guts ripped first. Solid, solid point though, David. There are three guys of these five that I could not tell apart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yep. like what's it happened? It happened to me too. A Poe is the heavy yeah. set dude. I yeah. didn't know who got hit on the head with okay, who got bonked. So I that was him. A Poe got bonked. Okay, and then That's they, right. they 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 pull his guts out. And we're not epically. saying it. We're not doing. We sound so fucked up by saying <laughs> that they all looked alike. But I, in during the fucked up parts of this movie where everything's happening so crazily fast and it's changing scenes, you lose track. Of That's what. Yes, right. you do. You do. And and yeah, because just... I can't tell you how the driver guy dies. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I maybe they just ate him because I don't even remember him being changed. Oh, up. oh, he got yes. He 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 upstairs when he was with the not so well cop. He got swarmed by all the hell orgy. So oh he, yeah, he was caught in a hell orgy. Is what happened to him. So he must have just got it. He got it. Yeah, he got it up. Bob. Damn. Yeah, but um. This scene right here is awesome. We're now at the goat lady scene because mm-hmm. we got the eye stabbing and the eye making out, the eye suckling. 
of uh, oh boy, he does that shit. <laughs> he makes out with the giallo faulty action, and you get the goat fucker scene. He fucks the lady goat that gets brought in with chains. She's on all four, and he fucks this thing with the tush pushing. Yeah, yeah, nice little, nice little assist. Because the master creep literally reaches in his pants, and I assume I assume gets him hard, and then puts it in and starts pushing him. Uh-huh. You have yeah. to complete this because the goal of this 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 ritual that's happening now is they are trying to indoctrinate these people into this cult, and um, Yavuz is automatically the guy. He's the most depraved according to this story. So. It's fitting what happens to him. He now has to fuck the goat woman because of his sexual escapades and everything else. And what happens is he fails this test. Mm -hmm. And in Islamic culture, whenever you die, your soul leaves your mouth. So Mm -hmm. whenever the spider crawls out of his mouth, that's the that's the uh, physical manifestation of his soul. And it's a venomous creature. It's a spider you know, and normally we associate spiders with bad, so mm-hmm. that, that's kind of a representation of his soul. He has yeah. an ooky soul that yavus. Oh. Yeah, well, he, or or pretzels. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Bruh, if, yeah. if you get them spider pretzels, cause oh, God, that story is gonna haunt me yeah. for the rest of my life. Fuck, <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! I can't believe that happened to you. I'm so sorry. No. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, David, uh, <laughs> Grindhouse once reached into a bag of pretzels and was drunk and eating spiders that oh. nested in his pretzels. <laughs> yes. Sorry to hear that. Yep. Uh, yeah. Good times. Good times. That's not Luigi. That's, <laughs> I said Luigiana. Luigiana. Mario. Mario has come to Louisiana. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, We're going to cook some rice. Yeah. We're going to make it a gumbo. Real quick, real quick. I know it happens in a few seconds, but we're going to talk about the ending. And so we're going to like supplementary scenes. I'm going to kind of mm-hmm. fold into right here. Uh, Goat woman does have a baby real fast. And it's, it's called... got no arms or legs, kind of like a tadpole. It's an egg. Yeah. Yep. It's an egg. Yeah. It's I little... didn't see it as an egg. Is it it's... an egg? Yeah. It's a frog baby. It's a frog yeah. baby. It's a little yep. frog baby. I, I thought yeah. it was like a baby. little tadpole person. Okay. No, it's, it's a little black rock. It's a little egg. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, cool. That ties yeah, that, into that your, works too. That ties into what you were well, saying about yeah, eggs. yeah, yeah. So, sure, I just thought they skipped the egg and went straight to tadpole baby. But okay, Ricky, cool. Ricky, yeah, you're yeah. so cosmic. You already know what you're talking about before you know <laughs> what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah. Damn, what else dude. is new? It's a gift. It's. A I gotta. Gift. I gotta, dude. I someone has to carry the show. The father explains that hell is not somewhere you go, as Ricky's been saying this episode. It's the best quote of the movie. It's something you carry within you at all times. This is what's mm-hmm. happening with these characters. Like, now, after watching it a few times, I see it. Mm-hmm. They're all going through their own their own hell. Mm-hmm. And yep. they're paying for their sins. They were summoned there by this cult. Mm-hmm. All kinds of shit's happening, and they're just the unfortunate ones. They They, yeah. they have to fucking exist here. A dying Ramsey. Cue, cue the cue the helicopters in the Vietnam music. 
Unfortunate sons. <laughs> Sorry. Every time I hear that, I anyway, go ahead. The whole part of the the whole part of the carrying the hell with you. It's one of those things where I think most people don't acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. But I think everyone goes through. Um Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So if you have your your simpleton dipshit lady, like she has her own personal hell, right? If you have um the Pillsbury Doughboy, like who has his own personal hell. You have Travis the Ditchwitch that has his <laughs> own personal hell. Um I have my own personal hell. And it it's one of those it was the one moment in this movie where I was like like it sang to me where I was like, oh God, yeah, we all have our own thing. But I don't think the people next to you give you enough time to go through your own personal hell. And moreover, they don't ever want to talk to you about it because sadly enough, we're all going through our own personal hell, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it kind of, it, for me, it, like it, it makes the explosion of the personal hell like even more personal where it's like, I, I hate to say it, like as much as we're people and we all like talk and do whatever else, I don't think the person next to you gives you enough time to experience your own pain and just like, nobody wants to talk about it. We all just want to have fun and just be on and party and do whatever else. Right. No one, no one gives you a minute to like feel your own personal shit, you know, or even talk to you about it or like even get deeper than that. So I'm babbling, move on. (laughs) No, you're making, you're making perfectly pertinent points. Also, I was going to say, yeah, it's well said. I hope that as people, we can get to a place where if you run up to your fellow human being and you think that they're pissing you off or they're annoying you or bothering you in some way, that you, you take a minute to like think to yourself, maybe this person is in their own personal hell right now. Maybe, yeah, going through some shit. And maybe you should give them a little bit of leeway. That's how I try to be, but you know, I'm not perfect. I think that's just part of my personal hell, like everyone else's. I live through a personal hell like every single day, so I hope people give me that grace as well. Like hell no. No, I know. And they don't <laughs> and they don't, but I am actually like Well, oof. but that's the that's the hard part that's the hard part about personal hell. Suicidal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well That's kinda how I, I think that's kinda how like everyone feels though. That's why I well, try not to make a big deal about it. Like yeah. mine. Right. No, I th- no, I think I think that both of you are right, but I, I never talk about my shit. But here's what I'm, here's what I'm going to tell you, and I mean this, okay? Like, there's a hard reality to life, and this is the thing that I think people miss. Somebody before you has already gone through it, yeah. And somebody before you has already come out the other side. Mm-hmm. So, remember that it is possible to get the other side. Remember that things will get fucking better. But at the same time, remember that you all got friends to fucking talk to. I, that's the biggest theme of uh, No Country for Old Men, by the way. Uh, I, I'm saying this for Cody Ko, who might be listening, is that other people have done this. Like that. That's what that movie meant at the end. And I know that that movie is a little cryptic to some people, but mm-hmm. I think that's what it means. Every like, single thing in your life that you think is bad, somebody it has happened to before. It doesn't matter if you got fired. It doesn't matter if you got laid off. It doesn't matter if you came home and found your wife being gangbanged 
She got somebody, bumped by all the people. Somebody, <laughs> somebody has gone through it before. Yeah. And somebody is your friend and somebody will talk to you about it. We if she got, likes Baba, that's fine. Bro. We, Baba Bong. The Baba Bong. <laughs> the Baba Bong. <laughs> we just Arnold, got deep for a Arnold, second. Arnold Schwartz and Travis. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Let, let, let's wrap this movie up. Okay. So Ramsey, he, he eventually gets killed. And we flash back to the diner setting where he's dying there. Mm-hmm. And that's when um, Arda is confronting him or not confronting him, comforting him. And he's like, the key. I've got the key the whole time. He said that before they went into the police station, the Ottoman police station. He's got the key. Now, I'm not going to lie, y'all. This is the part where I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, I don't know what the key represents. Yeah. Because Arda pulls a key out of the dying Rimsey's neck in the dream scenario. Oh, this is easy. This is easy. This is easy. Okay. And then back back in reality, he pushes the key into Baba's head, and Baba has a strobe stroke and falls on the floor. Oh, and it's dope looking. Yeah. Yeah, Baba has a keyhole tattooed on his forehead, by the way. Mm Mm-hmm. He's also got like a necklace of locks and keys as well. Oh, yeah! I didn't uh, notice that. Well, I noticed is, it, but I didn't connect. This that is, yeah, thing. this is so easy. Okay, what is, what what is it? I, I I'm curious. This I is, have no idea. This is about facing your demons, okay, and facing your problems. And if the first time you face your problem, you fail, you face it again. Mm. If you fail, you face it again. And it's it's to what to what Dave said. You keep. Trying the keys until you open the lock, right? And if you if you and quit, if you quit, then you have failed. If you keep yeah. trying, you've never failed. And, and that's, that's a good point because yeah. this time he fucking gets it. He yeah, ends the cycle. We get that slow mo, the slowest mo of all times. Oh god, yeah. yeah this this <laughs> takes too long. <laughs> this no, is another no, complaint I have. No. It takes too long. No, no dude. Like agree. after the bashing. After the bashing, when he's getting up slow, yeah, dude, it takes too long. I like, cause I like, long, I like the, I like, the, no, I like the score with it all. I, I do too, I, but I he could have moved more than that, boy. No, you're in a room full of cultists. You can run, bro. Hashtag, you can move. Hashtag. That's, they were they were trying to yeah. touch his 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 sleeves after he. Yeah. So yeah, so I saw Ar- that too. That was Arda, cool. Arda grabs the stool and stool squashes the skull of of uh Baba. Baba. And. He slowly moves his way up the spiral staircase and out of this police station Ottoman hell. And he stops the cycle, but only after he gives his life. Because if you notice, he runs into the woods and back onto the road. Right. And gets hit by the van. That's the whole point. And after he dies, all the people in the van and it right there are gone. Thus ending the cycle of death, rebirth, hell.
going to get into the final thoughts and ratings on Baskin. This movie is a mind fuck. It, it is schizophrenic, like Grindhouse said. I I love all the lore and all the no, like information slash knowledge that we've all brought in into this because on a third watch it really helps. I think this is a very rewatchable movie. I'm going to go first on my final thoughts and ratings. Just like I said just now. Wow. Crazy. And crazy how much I pick up on watch after watch and doing research for this movie. Again, I mentioned uh Zoroastrianism. Uh, I can't even speak. Yeah, I can't speak. Yeah, Zoroaster, the the fucking prophet guy who made like the first religion. Um Zoroaster, yeah. isn't that like a a, a pill for herpes? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no. No, it's the antidote for GHG. Um oh. you got to take that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, I found ties to that in the the duality between good and evil, and this movie focuses on good and evil a lot. Um, I love all the Islamic like tie-ins too, because I'm getting yeah. more into Islamic culture through horror and finding out a lot of dope ass shit and how their culture is and 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 the things that they fucking are like their superstitions versus America or versus like. When you get into Italian films or any other culture, any other culture, I'm absolutely. So, this movie is Hellraiser. It's um, Phantasm. It's also like other. We were all pointing out. Well, it's it it yeah. It's that it's that Fulci action. It's the there's a little bit of gangster element, crime film shit in the beginning. That's sort of Tarantino with the dialogue. I kind of dig that, but from a Turkish point of view. Just got to make that important again. Just saying. But overall, this film has blown my mind over and over. Like from the first time when I wasn't sure about it, but I knew I liked a lot of things in it, to watching it again for this uh, episode. And Ricky, I'm glad you picked this movie. It's it's dope, man. Like Baskin is a mind fuck, And there's a lot that it's the type of movie that you watch and you can dig your like you could sink your teeth into all the things that could be going on in it. And it makes for fun discussion, I think. Also, it reminds me a lot of Last Shift, which we recently covered. It's cops going to a police station, Ottoman or not, 13th century or not. They go to a police station and they descend into a dream logic hell. That's Last Shift. That's Malum. It's both, you know, same movie, sort of, but it's... All that, like I, I, parallels and Skinnamarink. The Skinnamarink vibes, hardcore. Grindhouse giving me shit for the fun and the yucks, but <laughs> but it really is. It really it's a time loop. It's it, it it. There's a demon child catcher demon. All that. I'm gonna give Baskin a nine out of ten because I'm rambling. But this movie, this movie's got a nine out of ten from me on my third watch. I really love a lot of the imagery. The performances are good. The score is fucking awesome. Oh yeah. And, and knowing that little tidbit about the Cannibal Holocaust uh, score being in there is going to make me want to listen a little harder next time. So I'm coming in with a 9 out of 10. Grindhouse Zombie, tell us about your Baskin. <clears throat> Give us your Baskin uh, case. Okay. So <laughs> being at a point where I – and ultimately, honestly, I am DAF right now. I This is one of those movies where when I watched it the first time, I didn't have the time for it. And then I watched it again, and the screaming part just <laughs> uh, it just bugged the shit out of me. And I, but so sitting down, and now that we've talked about it, um, 
I don't love this movie or hate this movie, but for me, this movie, I started out at like a four first time I saw it. And I watched again tonight and I went up to like a five. And now that we've talked about this movie is a seven for me. Ricky, Ricky, what are you fun? This is your pick. So let we're going to give our guests the, the final hurrah, but so, what's your final thoughts and ratings on Baskin, man? So this movie's dumb. I don't get it. It's super culturally <laughs> insensitive, and I gave it a six out of ten. Bullshit. No, um, no, this, no. I I loved this movie from the first time I saw it. I didn't understand it, but I knew I loved it. Like, like to your point, Baba just fucking chews up the scenery. Mm-hmm. The only complaints I have is that the movie does feel long. I think that's because it, as I as I mentioned before, it's almost like two movies, and it goes back and forth so much, and then it takes forever for you to finally get to Baba, who who does carry the movie to a degree. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think the filmmaking aspect of it, the cinematography, the fucking score, yeah, the art direction, the imagery, the implied. The implied and not implied lore, the folklore aspect, the fucking cosmic shit, the culty <laughs> shit, all of this is amazing. This movie should be a 10. It's not, but it should be. There's a few little hangups I have with the pacing. I was at an 8 on my last watch, but after talking about this, I've come up to an 8.5. So there you have it. 8.5. Well, I'll tell you what, Ricky, when I make my first movie, and, and it's going to be called Travis Goes to Hollywood, just for the record. <laughs> nice. Um, you are you are going to be my cinematographer because I know. Oh, that, sweet. I know yeah. that you, we I play Phasmo. I know, but you I know, know I can I, throw well, down that camera. I, yeah, boy. Oh, throwing down the Scorsese. Yes. I, I yeah. just, you have that, you have that, that vision that I know is just going to make everything better. So, yay. Yeah. You're already hired. You're already hired. <laughs> and fired on the same day and promoted. I hope I at least <laughs> no, do yep. I hope I at least do catering or clean the toilets. No, no. <laughs> but but Plus, I wanted to make yep. another point. This movie, every time I watch it, it goes up. Yeah. Same. It, this movie grant this movie begs to be rewatched. Yeah. yeah. Um so this movie might be a fucking ten one day. I don't know, man. Right well, now I'm not comfortable giving it a nine partially because Travis gave one and I don't want to feel like I'm fucking <laughs> well, yeah, copying I, him or some shit, but well, I was yeah. kind of, I was kind of working it out as we were talking and I was like, man, it's like an eight and a half or an 8.5. I mean, God damn it. Eight and a half <laughs> or a nine. <laughs> but no, you know what? At 8.7, eight and three quarters. Yeah. <laughs> it's, almost terrible. it's an eight. It's an eight and seven eighths. Our guest of honor tonight, sir. Final thoughts and ratings on Baskin from 2015. Yeah. I probably echo some of the things you guys have already said, but I mean, for me, if you have like a cult in your movie, you're probably going to end up already starting off on the good on the right foot and everything there. I love the kind of creepy rituals you have going on down here. Not really sure what's going on, which is just a nightmare to begin with. Mm-hmm. Grindhouse, you brought up some great things that I'm interested to rewatch it now with and actually think about it. I mean, everything we've been talking about as well, I think might even enhance this even more to try to explain some things that I might not have 
fully like grasp in those first few watches that I've had. But I mean, yeah, this one definitely just keeps getting better and it makes more sense every time that I keep watching this movie. Just because like this time, some of my issues were that it kind of gets a little bit slow until you get to like the climax. But now I'm kind of like, oh, I understand. You're trying to introduce these characters before you just put them straight through hell to get to where we do in the end and everything like that. So, I mean, for me, and I, I love the whole like motif about like the key and unlocking like your potential or just unlocking something with inside yourself. And that's just kind of a cool theme to play with there. So, I mean, for me, this one, I'm still sitting at, I think the last time I had the same rating as well, is I'm at an 8 out of 10 for this one. But kind of like what Rick was saying, like, there's a good chance that this could go up to 8.59 and even probably higher than that if I keep picking out things I might not have noticed after these first few watches of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I love I, to I, hear it. I love that, and, and I love it for two reasons. I, I love it that you are willing to explore its potential, but I also love the fact that you said that it gave it to you slow up until the climax, because that's definitely how I like it. I like to go slow <laughs> up until the climax. David Garrett Jr., serial killer name, according to according to Boss Tuna. He thought you went by David Michigan Garrett. Uh, he, yeah, so he was like, and I was like, what do you mean by that? I go by Travis Maxwell Boone. So I guess yep, me three and names, both, yep. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're both killing motherfuckers. Left and right. Um, thank you so much for being on the nightclub, dude. Like, it's a, it's been fucking awesome to have you on the show. Yeah, man, we're going to have to have you back. And we're going to have your link in the show notes so everyone out there can go check out Journey with the Cinephile with David Garrett Jr. He gives you all the info, all the insight, and he does a good fucking job. So thank you so much, sir, for being on the nightclub. And uh, Drunk Dar- Oof. Well, he uh, he had to bail. Drunk Darius had to bail. So yeah, fuck, fuck him. No. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Ultimately, the world would be a better place. I think we could get away from the fucking bullshit of TikTok and all of a sudden, just all the shit that is in the world. You know? The bullshit but, in the, the TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Well, but here's the reality of life. No, no, we if can't I, do a reality again. Okay. That's like it. This is my sign-up, so shut the fuck up, Travis. If I leave the whole thing in, it's going to be eight minutes long. I can't do it. Embrace the hell within you. You've already kind of plugged the thing that I was going to, so that uh, that helps there. Appreciate that. And, um, yeah, I'll definitely come back if you guys will have me. But for a uh, kind of closing out thing here, I would say to go along with what you're saying, Rick, is, you know, unlock your potential, whether it's oh. good or bad. Oh, I like mm. it. Whether it's good or bad. Simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> David just got cosmic as fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah. I'm going to say stay spooky. Stay basking in in your case and stay <laughs> cosmically based like David Garrett Jr. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>